What's up, everybody? We're back, episode two. I'm Drake Amendola. And I'm Philip Romano. And this is Here's Looking, Looking at you, you, Kid. It's the podcast where we watch Yul Brenner movies uh, and record full commentary tracks for all of them. Yep, and when he says watch, he means watch. We, we are just looking at you. Just Yule. look at you. We will not be listening to it. We will not have subtitles on. No. We'll no, be no, kind of no. lost. This, this month yeah. we're watching... This month we're watching The King and I, which um, is the only one that, at least for me, I, I will not be totally lost in because I have seen this musical... I've not seen the movie. Well, and I won't be totally lost because I've seen the animated adaptation, but I have not listened to it. Yes. Um, because we had a little conundrum with a recording. Yeah, that's true. There is. This is a a, a little sneak peek into the process. Um, this is not our we first attempt at recording this episode. Yes, we tried it on Zoom. Yeah, because of some uh, Ill, illness, not feeling well, whatever. Um, so we said, well, you know, let's do it on Zoom. Didn't go great. No, we, it turns out it's hard to sync up films on separate services. Yeah, so then we decided to turn that into some Boko. Yep, which you'll be getting in April, April 2023. 17, That's correct, yep. Yeah, um, so make sure you sign up to the, for the, um, Patreon that doesn't <laughs> That's right, we will probably not have one in April still, so it'll be on this feed. Yeah, well, we'll already be... This will be like the number one podcast on all the charts by then, so we won't need one. Yeah. Anyway, um, we so we are watching this film via Screen Picks on the Roku channel. Screen Picks, yes. Uh, which, if you have a Roku account, you can get a free trial of sure uh, for seven days, which is how we're watching it. it costs two ninety nine a month. Um, so listen, if you've already had that free trial, but you really want to watch along, yeah, this episode sponsored by Screen Picks. That's right. And look, we're paused at true zero. You know, zero minutes, zero seconds. We're going to get started. We're going to press play in just a moment. That way True, can... but if you are watching on a screen picks... Oh, we're account, seven seconds seven in. Seven seconds in. Yes. We're past the screen picks intro. We're right before that 20th Century Fox logo. Uh, gotta love R. it. R.I.P. R.I.P. The Fox part. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. 20th yeah. Century Studios still exists. It's owned by yeah. the Disney Corporation. So, uh, Phil, why we'll don't you... We'll be owned by Disney by April. One could only hope. Yeah. Uh, Phil's going to count us in down from three. He's going to say play... And that's when I'm going to press play on my remote, and that's when you, dear listener, can press play if you want to listen along. But here's the thing. Wait, watch along. Uh, watch along. Sorry, you're listening to us. Do not listen to you. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. We're going to be talking about the movie at times, but not much, probably. If you don't need lasted. to watch You it don't long. need to watch. You're... We're watching. You. We, we watch you. You listen to us. Yeah. It's fine. We're going to have some topics to discuss that aren't super related to the movie. We're going to discuss the movie. We're going to discuss you all, of course. Yeah, yeah. But let's uh, let's, let's start. All right. It's, you know, it's a long movie. Count us in, Not folks. the longest. All right. Three, two, one. Play. Just had to make sure my, uh, oh, yeah, my yeah, TV yeah. was muted there. Yeah, didn't, yeah. Didn't want to hear. Look at those colorful spotlights. Yeah. Oh, can you must be able to do colorful spotlights, right? Oh, sure. In real I, life, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like in theater and stuff like that, when you see a spotlight, it's only white. Well, because when you... Oh, oh, sure. I mean, for those outdoor-type spotlights, I'm sure, like, you want it to be as bright as possible. Oh, that's my doorbell, oh, I listeners. Thought, I thought that was the sound of the movie, and I... Is someone here? Someone must be here. I'm going to leave it because I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> All right. Now... I did not know Rita Moreno was in this movie. Mm. I cannot think of a part 
that uh, it's culturally appropriate for her to play in this. Well, you know what? I bet that's true of every that's actor true. in yeah, this film. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's true for Yule. I, um, I would wager she's one of the less egregious. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, I think Deborah Curry probably the only... Because I'm assuming she's white and she's playing a white woman. Well, we've also... Now, he's not on screen yet, but we... So, when we tried to record this episode in the past, we got about 10 minutes in. We did, we did. And we discovered, and you'll see very shortly if you're watching along, but if you're not, uh, you won't. Uh, there's a kid who can only be described as snot-nosed Phil Romano-like. <laughs> yes. Which, in, um... Famously, in the last Broadway revival, the kid, I, the kid who played that role also... Oh, my, look at that, uh... Ballet Uh Nope, they're the consultant in oriental dancing. Oh, I think we probably shouldn't have even said that. <laughs> um, yeah. Drugs. I mean, was um, was did what did it look like a white person's name, the consultant? I, I didn't see. Mm. Directed by Walter Lang. What's your favorite Walter it, Lang picture? It's got to be this one. All right. Um, but yes, the kid who played uh, Lewis, I believe the name his name is. Um, in the show also looked a lot like me to the point where when this kid was then in um he, this kid was then in Peter Pan live he played Michael or John and the night that that aired on NBC I got a whole lot of messages being like hey this Why kid looks like you wow. so then I made a picture of him like cover photo for a while but anyway simply gotta Simply gotta. I do really like the sets of these old movies. They're very colorful because I think of the type of film they use. Mm -hmm. And, like, there is something very Colored charming. That's right. There's something very charming about, like, old sets in movies where they were really still trying to make sets look grand and stuff like that. Like, you know, these days, it's just some green screen and, like, a prop. Yeah. Or, like, you're like, oh, an airport in Atlanta will do for our big action set piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's why I like things like like a Wes Anderson movie. He still goes with the mm. kind of big sets. Yes, and very colorful, famously. Very colorful, yeah. Um, I like the uh, currently I'm Matilda, the movie, the called the movie. Is the, that a Wes Anderson? No, no, I'm saying another example. Amazing production design. Mm. That, so Have not seen the picture. There. Yeah, I know. Is I that know. on Netflix Should. already? It will be on Christmas. We should also we should also mention that um, and we're sorry, listeners. We know that you were counting on us. It is not December tenth when you're listening. That to is this. true. That's because of the aforementioned delays due to illness. And there was there was well, you weren't even ill, right? You, was, were, there, you had seen someone who was ill. And oh then, yes. So yes, there were the yes. holidays, and then you know you saw someone that Potential was ill, and then you had work another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, but, you know, we're here. We're here. So, you're getting something. You're getting, yeah. Well, and you know, it's the date you're listening to this. Yeah, so. it sure is. And now, speaking of listening to this. Yeah. I've noticed um, we haven't heard from any of the people we called out in our first episode. You know, I, I, I've I also noticed this. Yeah. Uh, people who could have been given president, I'll say this. You missed out on your chance. You missed out. You're not going to get a, a VCR a v rewinder. You're not going to oh, get. Yeah, you're not going to get a copy of the Sixth VHS Sense. The Sixth Sense, yeah. Um, what? There was another one. Oh, you're not going to get to write the theme song to this show. Which right, Phil? Right, do you have right. a theme song? Mm, yep. All right. 
Here, here it is, folks. Okay. We're going to drop in the theme song right now. Drop in the theme song. Get excited. Here it is. Have your expectations very high. I'm, I'm going to count you in, Phil. Ready? Okay. Three? Or do you need some more time? No. Let's okay. do it. Three, two, one, sing. Oh, it's that time of the month. Oh, why do you use the word month? Oh, it's everyone's favorite day. It's time to get out and play. Play a movie with your brother in it. And don't have any sound. He's looking at you, kid. Oh, we're workshopping hey, it's it. Pretty yeah, it's pretty good. Nice. I, honestly, yeah. workshopping, yeah. That, yeah, that's yeah. Pretty, I, I, this, this will be a recurring bit. Just every month I'll just work on this song a little bit. I genuinely think that with some little, <laughs> little bit of work, that was very cute. Great. They appear to be singing. Now, Phil, I have not seen The King and I, at least if I have not since I was very little. So I don't know. I know the plot so, from the cartoon, kind of. Yeah, so this um, is Anna and her son, Louis. Louis or Louis? I, I think Louis. Um, they're sailing into... At the time, Siam. I don't. I can't remember the why. Is she going to be like a teacher? Well, yeah, she's going to be a teacher, but like, I feel like there's some specific reason why this is happening, that they're moving there specifically. Now, is it like the king has a bunch of children? Yeah, the king has a bunch of children. Um, But he's a widow. Yes. Widower. What is what is up with widow widower? What if you're a woman, you're a widower? No, if you're a woman, you're a widow, male widower. Okay, so a widower sounds like someone who makes someone a widow. Like if well, like if I murdered your wife, I will be a widower. Well, I guess those who are eligible to become widowers are the ones who can create widows by dying. Ah, I see. I don't. I don't think this one makes sense. Mm, there are yeah. some things in the English language that I think are dumb, and so I discount them. Uh, yeah. Uh, famously, yeah. apostrophes, especially yeah. with uh, words that end in s. Yeah, which uh, that I don't agree with. But but I think let's get rid of the word widower, or I mean, or yeah. use it to mean the murderer of yeah. a willow's partner. No, that the widower Widow. should be the one who's dead. No, the widower should be the person who is responsible for the death of the person who's dead. Someone who made mm. a widow. So you, if, if you her- murdered your husband or wife, you could be both a widow and a widower. But I guess the question is, yeah, because it, it are if the per- the person who has killed the person, mm-hmm. they caused the death of that person. But it's the death of the person that causes them to be a widow. You know. So you're so, saying, so oh, the direct cause. My is late that husband, dying. my widower. Exactly. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that, but it's food for thought. Yeah. Also, the song they were just singing, I believe, was, uh, was um, I Whistle a Happy Tune, which is her being oh. like, hey, don't be scared, Lewis. Just whistle and everything will be fine. I can't the, whistle. The Hakuna Matata of time. What if you can't whistle? <laughs> be scared. Oh, shit. Um, I know that song. I've heard that. So that's like a, a musical theater mainstay. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of well-known songs in this. Okay. Um, also some not so well-known ones because I'm sure I'll forget some. There is also an extended sequence that is, um, a, uh, a play within the show, a play within the movie, I guess, of, oh, um... Was Hamlet? Yeah, no, there's, a, like, the children put in a play of, um, Uncle Tom's Cabin. Uh, that sounds 
like this movie wasn't problematic enough. Yeah. Right, that's a problematic thing, right? No, it is. I'm also just. Yeah, I'm not making. I hope I'm not making that up. Oh, it's so. Uh -oh. No, no, it's it's that. It's Phil that. is now praying for a performance <laughs> of Uncle Tom's Cabin in this. No, movie. yeah, it is. All right. It's, it is. Um, Are there any sword fights in this movie? Because it seems like there should be. Um. There's a king of a sword. There's a parrot. There's an elephant. I mean, they probably abused these elephants for this. The making oh, of this film, I'm right? sure. This guy's I'm riding sure. on the elephant's head. That can't be I mean, I'm sure they abused the elephants. I'm sure they abused Or are the elephants anyone CGI? Who's not white? Um, I mean, no. it, what, it's the 50s. They yeah. probably abused the white people, too, just to a lesser yeah, extent. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Wait, don't uh, you, if you heard the thing about like how like the director of Shirley Temple movies used to be like, oh, your dog got hit by a car. Your mother is left you and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, Like, to make her cry on screen. Yeah, I'm really, Yeah, they actually just, like, kidnapped the kid who played Lewis with family and... Yeah, and he's like, where him. are we? And they're like, whistle a happy Whistle, tune. kid. <sighs> <sighs> so, Phil, do you have a topic? We like to bring topics to discuss oh, during Oh, my films. God. I... Is it too early for that? Well, I do have a topic. It's so dumb. Oh? And it's... It's so dumb. Uh, but I'll, I'll say it. It's a fun little thing. Um, so this... This is this is The King and I. Yes. And we know what this movie's about. The King and Yule. Well, Yule is the king. Right. And I do believe we are about 14 minutes in and the king... There he is, Yule Brenner himself. There he is. We're oh, looking yeah. at him. Yeah. He should not be <laughs> made up like that, I think. But this is his... I would say most well-known role. Iconic role. Played this on stage for like thirty years. Yeah, does isn't he like one of the one of the actors who's played the character the most yeah. amount of times for any theater? Yeah, thousands of times. Like, I I believe we saw the number last time. It was something like mm. it's a lot. Yeah, no, I mean like he played like until close to I his mean, death, like eight like, eight days a week for. Like, well, not. No, he didn't do it consecutively, like, oh, no. but yeah, yeah. he did it from, like, the age of, like, oh, yeah. 30 to, like, 60, yeah. right? Like, yeah. just constantly. Yeah. It's crazy. It's quite a shirt it's got. And you know what? We're going to be doing this podcast from the age of 30 to 60. Well, I don't know if he had that many movies. He doesn't, but we could watch them again. <laughs> That's true. We could just look at still pictures of him. That's true. We can... All right. You heard it here first. After we get through his entire filmography... <laughs> We keep we're gonna keep doing episodes, then every episode new photo at one photo of him That's for right. an hour. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be much shorter than these episodes. That's true. So yeah. In our old age, we'll need uh we won't be able to podcast yeah, for as long. Our old age in like two years. Um, <laughs> so my topic. Mm hmm. Yeah, this is. Is that Rita Moreno? These are the people that in the cartoon have like weird magic duels oh, and they're no. in love with each other but don't say it i i is don't... she one of the king's daughters i think maybe uh, is she tube team is tube team a daughter she yeah, has a she chair that she's being walked around so i feel like she is royalty of some sort. yeah 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 i think she is. all these people are genuflecting in front of them a word that is not used much these good days good word good word yeah, yeah. 
You know what is also impressive is back then, if there was a character, like, if there was an actor who was going to do, like, a shirtless scene for, like, the entire movie, they'd be like, yo, just take my shirt off. Like, now, like, this, this guard guy would be, like, Chris Evans, right? And he'd be, he'd have 400 pounds oh, of muscle on yeah, him. Yeah, imagine Kumail Nanjiani playing this role. Oh, I mean, okay. there probably would be him. <laughs> Kumail Nanjiani, genuinely one of my favorite comedians alive. He's he, good. He has my favorite joke, my, my... My second or third favorite joke, my favorite joke that I didn't write, because you know what my favorite joke is. Of course. And listeners, you'll have to listen to more of the podcast to get yeah, that. Yeah, that might be its own Boko episode. Maybe. Um, but he, he had a joke where he replaced a word in, in the title of different TV shows with the word horse. So he would be like, um, like, horse in order. Full horse. Yeah, full horse. Then he did Horse, that's Friends. Horse, that's Seinfeld. But my favorite one, he did Saved by the Horse. And then he did Saved by the Horse, the college years. Or he might have just done Saved by the Horse, the college years. But say, but, but doing a joke about Saved by the college years, a show that ran for like 12 episodes. I don't know it. I've seen every episode that because they used to sense. air it on TBS. And boy, did I cut school a lot. <laughs> So I would watch Saved by the Bell the college years during the day. Yeah. Speaking of horses in TV shows. Watch Horse in the House starring Taylor Mainberg. Yeah. Guy who didn't call in to a podcast. Oh, should we check the voicemails? Oh, you haven't checked the voicemails? I haven't. I mean, I'm pretty so sure I would have gotten an email. It might be me. full and bursting with, with messages from our friends. Uh, sorry, I don't know um, is that what the bell was earlier? Did someone drop yeah, off the package? Yeah, what was that? No, I no. don't know. They rang a bell once and they walked away. No. Um, it was probably a package. Makes sense. Which, where do I have this voice now? Oh, yes, here. All right. And, Philip, what's that number it's, in case listeners want to call in? Um, that number is famously 518-966-2442. So if you call that number... Well, do we want to throw down a gauntlet? Or do we have a friend we want to target for this well, one? Well, yeah, but first, first let's check. So, okay. all right, it's time. Let's hear what our fans have to say. It's time for the voicemails of the day. We have none. <laughs> You're really leaning on the word day of these songs. It's season to rhyme. <laughs> Much easier than month. <laughs> A word that famously... Now, you're not going to remember either of these songs next month, because famously, you also don't listen to this podcast. I've already forgotten the main theme song. Great, great. Um, <laughs> what's your top... Well, if I listen to the podcast, it'd be a conflict of interest. I don't want to skew our numbers. Oh, sure, sure. Well, I could send you the file. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like voting for yourself. You can never do it. Um, okay. <laughs> I will say, you winners shirt in this is very cool. It is very cool. And I didn't really see, I'm like I know it's not because it would make a terrible decision for a movie for sound, but I am picturing it as each one being like a little jingle bell. I think they're crystals or gems of some sort, but that, that would makes be more sense. But I'm so every time he walks I'm imagining or like moves like this and it's like, like it's just so loud in there. Like, like no one's This ever is his Christmas him. sweater. Yeah, like everyone knows where he is at all times. And he's oh. got another little jingle bell in his ear. I guess he's singing now? It does seem... Singy. Yeah. What? 
Do you know what song this could be? I don't. I don't know. Now, last month we read the Wikipedia page for uh, the the plot synopsis on the Wikipedia page for the movie Port of New York. I don't know if we're gonna have time to get to the Wikipedia page for this, so you you listeners might have to investigate the plot of The King and I on your own. Yeah, but I mean, I can also I, I can provide vague plot points. I don't know. This kid in the back is doing some serious uh, reaction acting. Yeah. Also, great continuity cut there from his arms crossed to immediately uncrossing that mm-hmm. other shot. He also is just... He's clearly been told, don't move your hand, like actors should have their hands down. But he is so consciously holding his hand down, and he's looking very thoughtfully from each actor who's talking, like, in, in, in a way that looks like sometimes he turns before they start singing or talking. Yeah. And you know what, listeners... I think this is a great example of why this podcast is so important because these are the details you don't notice if you're listening. If you're listening to a movie, you're not paying attention to all the rich yeah. color, the rich, the, the these... act, the background actors. Are these all his children? No. Oh. Oh. That's her two. No. She's like. They're, no, they're the child. No, these are like um, problematic. Uh, like he, he has a harem. A harem that are like gifts from other nations. Or this something. child is not that, right? No, no. This, these are his children. These now. are his children that they're going to teach. Yes. Okay. Adorable. Um, these kids also have some banger outfits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's oh, your topic, yeah. Philip? All right. My topic is, this is the king and I. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I want to go through... 25 other possible plots for the King King A, A, the King and B, (laughs) etc. Okay, okay. Mm. Now, okay, so I also have a topic that is ridiculously long. Should I introduce that and we can go back and forth? Sure. Okay, so I have here a list. The King and I is famously based on a stage musical. Yeah, I don't know what it is, yeah. You and I... Live in New York City. Oh. We both see a lot of theater. Even early on in our friendship, one of the things we did together was go to see theater. Yeah. I have here a list of every musical and play we've ever seen together. Wow. We're going to discuss all of them. Oh, that's, that's fun. <laughs> it's a long movie, it folks. Feels I like it could be its own podcast. <laughs> it sure does. Um, so do we want to do the King and A first, or do we want to do the first stuff? Uh, all right, well, I did just have an idea for the King and A. Great. Knock, 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 hit me with it. Um, Fonzie goes to meet the King and A. Yeah, exactly. Okay, to meet, okay. Uh, King Cohen of the Long Island Supermarket fame, played by Yul Brenner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what's the plot? Like he he's there to like teach the kids how to like jump sharks and ride Harleys. Yeah, yeah. And he just the king's like, oh my goodness. Well, oh wait, no, this is King. Cohen. He's like, what do I do with my supermarket empire? And Fonzie uh, hits a jukebox and. Everything solved. Yeah, he hits a jukebox. They sing like the King and I as the King and I song. Yeah, and then I know lots about the Fonzie. And then the TV spinoff. I also spin keep saying the Fonzie, is... the Fon or Fonzie. Right? That's right. Cool. So yeah, the Fonzie. <laughs> well, now I'm thinking of the King and Fozzie Bear. Oh, that's which more would fun. also be a great. Yeah. Did the Muppets ever do a King and I thing? I really think no. Disney is not utilizing the Muppets enough for oh, parodies. Oh, absolutely not. You could do um, every I don't know if week. They should do the King and I, but I think they. 
Well, Sesame Street has probably done the King and I. The oh, letter I. There, there's your King and I. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that could be... Every the single letter. Every letter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. What's well, the first thing we saw? The first are, are they in order? They sure are. Amazing. On July 29th, 2016, we saw Ghost Quartet together at Maria Hernandez Park in that Brooklyn. Was the first thing we saw together? The first stage show we saw together. Okay. Yep. Great, great show, great production. Ghost Quartet is one of my favorite shows of all time. I believe after I, I saw it, I said that I would watch anything you recommended. Yes. Which famously held for many years. It did, and then Phil recommended one too many bad things. <laughs> um, or that tiny little child. Yeah, she crawling under people. So Ghost Quartet, how would you describe the plot of Ghost Quartet? Oh, boy. It's a circular it's, story. Yes, it's a circular, uh, yes. It's um, a story of a driver. Uh, it's a lot of stories. There are four characters, but all four characters live many lives and do they all have four? In some ways, uh, there, there are four performers, and they all play multiple characters, but all the characters they play are also the same person. Yeah, in some ways, the title of Ghost Quartet could be Everything Ever All at Once. Yeah. There's, a, there's of... a lot of, like, hauntings rippled through time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a love story. It's a story about siblings. It's about cameras. Yeah, yeah like... it's... I it's it's very difficult to describe. I watch I remember while we were watching it, the moment when it clicked that it was all one story for me about halfway mm. through. And that park production, I, I did love it because I thought, yeah, this is a thing and after amazing. I uh, one of the biggest regrets is still not going. They did a so well what I was gonna say, the park production was like the trimmed down version of it. Right. So they it was, they were preparing to do it at the Edinburgh fringe. That's right. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, and so they were doing some, like, test run, and they did one in the park. It was great. But they did a production of it in the woods, like, the full mm. thing in the woods um, a few years ago. And I was, it, it was, like, a little bit upstate, and I was going to go, and I don't remember why it didn't, like, that. It was around a bonfire. Oh, it was probably so good. I would really love to see that show performed in an abandoned subway yes. stop. This is the thing, yeah, since... Discussed, yes. Because it has a lot of... Mo- that 18th one of Street the, Subway stop. Yeah. You could uh, do it there. But yeah, genuinely one of my favorite shows of all time. I have since gone to every... Pro- well, almost every production of a show by that creative team. And every time been disappointed that it was not as good as Ghost Quartet. Yeah. And we'll get to that very soon because one of the second or third shows is... Another by that same uh, yeah. lyricist and composer. The King and B. <laughs> it's uh, gotta be a B. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Jerry Seinfeld's B goes to the. Well, bees have famously have queens. Okay, so that's oh. He's got to find a match <coughs> for or, the queen. Got to find a match for the queen, or. One of the one of the bees decides he should be king and tries to take over from the queen mm. and cause chaos. Now here, this could also be a whole another podcast where we write a different movie every week. But it's not; it's this It'll one be episode. A movie studio. Because here's the thing: with this podcast, 
there's a lot of other podcasts where they're like, oh, listen, buy our Patreon if you want these cool bonus podcasts. No. Or like, oh, we've got 30 podcasts. This podcast is all bonus content. All bo- we're giving <laughs> you every idea we have. And we're not stretching out to oh, like, oh, this is 26 episodes. No, we're giving you all of the content. No filler. Just right now. You're yeah, getting it no all. filler in no, this podcast. Absolutely no filler in this podcast. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if she's been in it yet, or, or she must be playing tube team based on credits. Whoever Rita Marino is in this, I've not recognized her, and she's definitely wearing problematic makeup. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She looks really like a steel ball. She does. Yeah. Natasha Pierre in the Great Comet of 1812. We saw this October 19th, 2016. Was that the first preview, second preview? 19th would be second preview. Uh, at the Imperial, we saw this with our friend Christine. We saw the other one with our friend Christine as well. Um, y- your parents and one of your parents' friends. Yes. Dina? That's correct. Yes. Dina. Um, now, Natasha Pierre in The Great Cup of 1812 has the same composer and lyricist as Ghost Quartet. Yes. It's not as good. I disagree famously. It also features half the cast of Ghost Quartet, or at least the production we saw. Three, three quarters. Three quarters? Brett Arnold was in that? Oh, like, oh, Dave Willard. I didn't see that. Dave yes, Willard. Yes, yes, sorry. Yes, that's true. Um, yes. So, yes, half the cast at that point. It's an adaptation of War and Peace. It is an electropop opera based on a 70-page slice of War and Peace. And doesn't that sound cool if only it lived up to it? It does, and it is cool. It's my favorite show of all time. I think Ghost Quartet might be my favorite show of all time. Or this next one, actually, might be my favorite show of all time. But we'll get to that after The King and Sea. The King and Sea. Now, what if this is about the king who gets uh, eye surgery and suddenly he can see? I'm I, I thinking a similar... Uh, not similar, but other, other than, like, C spelled S-E-E. could be, um... The creator of C's Candy. What is C's Candy? It's a candy brand. They make lollipops. Uh, <laughs> He's already flagging in this dumb idea. Yeah, well, with. C's Candy is a thing. My mom always loved their lollipops growing up. Okay. So I thought it was like a well-known candy brand. Apparently it is a well-known candy brand on the west coast of the U.S. And like mm. you get them from like relatives there. Like west coast or Midwest? So people would send her candy? Or she get right when she visited, or I guess. when they visited. Or like that's her, I mean, it's available. Well, now there is now a Caesar Candy store in New York City, as of a few years ago. Oh, the whole um, brand has a store. Yes. Okay. It's in guards downtown. It's like similar cute, to the Hershey store. store. I mean, it's much more charming and small. All right. Well, Bo- Boco, we should go Boca to that store. Candy, get some yeah. candy. If you like chocolate, they have very chocolatey lollipops. I don't. I know. The third show we saw together on January 21st, 2017, The Strange and Doing of Prudencia Hart at the McKittrick oh, Hotel. Wow. This, we, we sat uh, with a married couple who I'm still Facebook friends with. They were very lovely. Yeah, I think I am too. Carrie and John, shout out and to them. Man, yeah. Um, this might be my favorite show of all time. It's, it's great. It was so, great. So, The Strange and Doing of Prudencia Hart, first it was set, like the theater was set up to look like an, an, a Scottish pub. Yes. Um, they had they had little sandwiches they handed out, like at intermission there were mm-hmm. free sandwiches at the bar, and there were drinks. Um, and the premise of this show is, uh, it it's about like uh, the the way they set up the premise was really great. It was like, oh, it's set a long time ago in two thousand eight. Yeah. 
And it's like during a huge storm and there's this woman who's like an academic and her, her specialty is old Scottish folk music, like of yeah. the like dark ages. Yes, yes. And she's at a conference that gets snowed in and there's a there's another man, uh, there's another researcher there who who's like you know, wants to win her affections. Colin Syme, right? Only one Colin Syme. Only one Colin Syme. And she just oh, she can't handle this guy. He's he's too jokey. He's he's the life of the party. He loves karaoke and jokes, and she is serious. And then, wouldn't you know it? She gets abducted by the devil. Classic. And it is a love triangle about oh. her and the devil and him. And it's a it's it's about karaoke and and darkness and the devil. And it's kind of like about her like sexual awakening, and and like her real like a push and pull between like her darker impulses and like her her like desire for for affection and love all in rhyme, in rhyme yes the whole show except for the second well, act comes out of rhyme yes, but in I, hell which is which is part of the plot like yes. the language uh i love it and and that's what made me well i'm skipping way ahead i'm gonna say that's why why i thought you'd love that production of cyrano from this year because mm. in a similar way, it kind of like uses language as a yeah, that is skipping ahead, but we'll thing. we'll get yeah. to that. But yes, it was it was such great word, like just hearing. Pro- I have the script. It is not as good a script. It's not because it is it's, it's, it begs it's to be read perform, aloud. Yeah. yeah, performed, and that was another very small cast, five people I think, four to five people, yeah. and it felt bigger. I, I I follow them all online still. Yeah. I haven't seen them in anything else, but. The, well, the, the they all came over here from Scotland, right? I think yeah. a couple of them were from England or, also. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. they like we saw the second cast in yes. New York City. They were they were just fantastic. It was it's like a, a dark fairy tale set in modern day. There were ghosts. There were it, it's so damn good. Bring, <laughs> good devil pun. Oh, really? um, they should bring it, that exact production back. I also think that that could work on, like, broad... Well, maybe not broad, but, like, it could work on a stage, too, without it being it be a an immersive square. thing. Yeah. I, I I would go see that every week for the rest of my life. Oh, like, yeah. There was, a, there was a production that was going to happen in Canada right. in, like, April or May 2020, and we were going to go. Right. Oh, what happened? And then there was a global pandemic. Yeah. I should set, like, a Google art for this show, because I do... I love this show. I want everyone I know to see it. It's I so I do good. feel like... It is a show, though, that, like, if we saw a bad production... Yes, and I think it's very easy to do that show poorly. I think you really need performers on the top of their game. You need good sound design. Yeah, yeah, the sound design was great. And I actually have a CD. Also, that show, it ended... One of the main moments in it is a slow cover of um, Can't Get It Out of My Head. Well, it starts slow. It starts that's true, that's true. I mean, I'm going to spoil a little bit of it. I I don't have to go into full details of why, but it starts out slow kind of in, uh, internally in the main, it's her internal monologue, but then it shifts to what she's doing in real life, which is just singing that at karaoke and it becomes very upbeat and poppy and loud for the Yeah, and it's, has ruined any other version of that song. The song is garbage without being sung by Jessa Hardwick at the McKittrick Hotel. Yeah. I, uh, I love that. I also really think that the that that performer who plays Prudencia Hart, Jessica Hardwick, would be fucking fantastic as Doctor Who. Jessica Hardwick 
if you call into this podcast, we'll give you a VHS copy of The Sixth Sense. We'll send it to Scotland. <laughs> I mean, uh, she was truly one of the, one of, I would say, the top three to five performances, top three performances I've ever seen on stage. Right. Yeah. And I believe we saw my favorite performance on stage together, so we will get to that oh, in a little while. Um, also speaking for Dancy Hart, for, I think for my birthday last year, Christmas... You got me a CD. Was this a couple years ago? Pre-pandemic? Yeah. I think it might have been during the pandemic. Is this what you dropped off? There was a pandemic birthday I had where you and our friend Christina came to my home with some cards from people. We had a socially distance. Right. Maybe it was right before. I think it. Maybe it was Christmas pre-pandemic? Maybe. That that feels right. 2019? Yeah. I guess I could look at my messages with my source but it's a cd well you already said it but uh <laughs> it's a cd featuring um some of the background music and music inspired right and like two songs because each act started with like a scottish Kaylee. yeah and so like they started and they were just singing oh also a thing to mention is that um we were sitting down right oh, I, thought we were, I, I thought it wasn't gonna happen we sat down and, and when it starts you know people are all the seats are at tables like pub tables and the actors are like walking around and like singing and chatting with people and Phil goes to pour some water in his glass because there were glasses and water set out and he takes a sip of his water and then immediately spills it all over the table and he's like oh starts cleaning it up actors are walking around and he picks it up and now the the cup is like a third fill he he then immediately knocks it over again as the actors are starting the performance they're like doing their opening monologue and so I had to confiscate the glass because you couldn't be trusted. Listen, I was contributing to the rowdy pub. Well, atmosphere. but also, the the main character s- stood on our table at one point with her shoes off. So like she would have been stepping in water because of you, which she then would have had to just deal with for the rest of the show. I mean, I wouldn't have just left the water on the table. Uh, um, yeah. Who did I? Because that was my second time seeing it. Oh, it's the first time. Mm. Uh, yeah. Great show. The King and D. The King and D. Now, there are a lot of different things you can do with this. Yeah. I'm kind of picturing just the exact plot of The King and I, except that Anna is played by... Not by the character D. Reynolds from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Ooh. That which, would be uh, really good. I don't yeah. think... I assume at that the end actually, the king falls in love with her, right? Oh yeah. That's that would not happen in that. This movie. actually feels like it could be an episode yeah. of that show yeah, with that it really title. Does. Yeah. Or at least that could be a title of an episode with a different plot. Yeah. Um, I guess. Well, well I guess that wouldn't make sense. As it, but um, I could see her being like, "I'm doing the king." No, and but I, yeah, like, I, I could got, see it. Like being, she gets fired from production of the king and I, so she's like, "I'm gonna do the king and D," and they're like, "Shut the fuck up! No one wants yeah. to see that." And then, like, she does it, and it falls apart during the show, or... Yeah, no, lots of ways it can go. Um, yeah, hey, fellow fellow podcast, it's always Sunny podcast, call in, and we'll send yeah. you a VHS of the... Let's do a crossover episode. We'll yeah, go on I your show, you'll come on our show. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What's next? On February 4th, 2017, we saw The Strange Undoing of Prudency Heart. You saw it twice with me, fellow... The first time you saw it was the first time, and then we saw it again a month Amazing. later. 
This time we went with a couple of friends. Um, that's that's why. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, this might actually be the time you split it because I think yes, it was. because I think I knew oh she's gonna stand on the table we need to make sure this is dry oh maybe but I thought because we sat at the exact same table we did it's a great spot yeah make it bring that show back yeah make it your main show you don't need sleep no more there for ten years I mean they they can they can coexist they can coexist but if you had to choose one show to run oh yeah forever sure. There's yeah. much lower costs on Stranger and doing a production yeah. art. Yeah, I've seen... I have production art on the bookshelf over there. We could read some of it if we wanted to. Some of the greatest... In a future episode of this podcast, we'll just full-on copyright infringement yeah. read all of the Stranger and doing a production yeah, art. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the McKittrick Hotel, that is specifically in that space, uh, the, the Heath or Gallagher Green, I'm never quite sure... That, but that I think Gal Green is the root Gal Green is the outside one. Okay, so then the Heath has been seen a bunch of stuff there, and it's all been either top ten or bottom ten. Mm. Later, for a while it was all top ten, then made some choices. But yeah, that's like, the only thing I saw there. Yeah, actually, before I saw Brendan Hart there, I saw a uh, production of Ghost Quartet in that space as well. Oh yes, that's the, the, the live the recording. The live recording yeah. From there, yeah, yeah. If you uh, want to listen can to Ghost Quartet, you can go online. That one? I may have been at the one they recorded too. Oh, or, like, I think they recorded a few, but yeah, yeah. Great album. Uh, yeah, and that was Ghost, a, another Ghost great, Quartet, great, 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 uh, great spot for that show. The King and E. Oh, the King and E. Right. <laughs> Get into some drugs. All right. And now I don't have the exact date of this, and you could probably you could probably argue about whether or not this counts as theater, but I have it. I would just like to, for a moment, I guess, to go back to this movie. Oh yeah, we're this, watching the I, King and I. Yeah, because this is a, I believe, one of the most famous songs, which is um, um, oh God, the teaching I teach. Oh yeah, I teach. No, no. What's the? What? And she goes, I teach you, and they go, when, You when, teach when me. When you're a student, by your teacher, you are taught. What's telling me that? Wait, oh, she's like... just explaining them how how school works. Uh. Oh my God! It's such a famous song. Why can't? Getting to know you. I don't. Yes. Think so. No, I think that's right because she's getting to know the kids. Oh, I thought that was. With the king, she's going to know. My girlfriend shouted from another room. No, I think that I think this is right. Wait, I don't know. There's a famous song happening now. All right. The kids are showing off at the fans. Well, don't sing too much of that copyright tune. But maybe you want to sing a new uh, Phil version of Getting to Know You. Hey, you're kidding, I'm teaching Wait, no, Getting you. to Know Yule. Hey, your kids, follow my rule. It's time that we all get to know you. And maybe this idea is kind of bad because you already know him because he's, he's your, your dad. dad. All right, yeah. so in early February 2017, we saw a taping at BMCC of Chris, Gethard, Chris Gethard's career suicide. The King and F. Uh, the King and F. Oh, uh, the King and F. I did, I did meet uh, my friend Sherry, who I haven't seen in many years now, 
at that career suicide taping. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Another thing we mentioned with Christine. Another version of that we thought. Or. Oh. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. Career suicide was pretty... Career suicide, yeah. there was... So, the day after the 2016 presidential election, <laughs> um, which was which we did spend... At Wait, that of, was... Oh, no, no. No, oh, you, this is you, a different... Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Gethard made all of the all of the available tickets for career suicide free for the night. Yeah, this is, it was having an off-Broadway run. That's right. At, um, where was it? it the, was at, uh... Oh, that place that is closed now. No, it's not closed. It's the Lynn Redgrave. Yeah. That's closed? I think so. The Lynn Redgrave Theater like, closed? No. Like, it had another name or something. I don't think so. Really? Okay. No way to know. Yeah. Um, But he, he was like, everyone come and, you know, just we'll hang out. We'll, I'll tell you some jokes. It's free. And before that, I had gone to a, a, a nearby pub, and we we ordered food delivery, and uh, like some of the people hanging out there, mm-hmm. and Jared still owes me twenty bucks from that night. Jared, Jared if you're call into the podcast and then owe me twenty dollars. <laughs> Jared, you also owe me twenty dollars for the day before's breakfast. Oh wow! So Jared, you owe me forty dollars before you have Taylor buy you weed again. Time for everyone's favorite segment of the podcast. Drake calls in his fucking death tab. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we had Chinese food, and I had very greasy food, and I was then not feeling well during career suicide. Now, some background on Chris Gethard, in case you don't know. Chris Gethard mm. hosted a public access television show for years called The Chris Gethard Show. Philip and I were regulars there. This is how we met. It is, it is. There would be no Here's Looking at Yule Kid that is true. without the Chris Gethard show. That is true. That is true. And so Chris Gethard... There'd be no... Sorry, I'm just going back in my mind. Like, there'd be no Looking at Yule Kid without Big Lake. That's, that is also true. Yeah. Alright. Big Lake was a very short-lived Comedy Central pilot that uh, Chris Gethard starred in. It got canceled after one season. It made him start the Chris Gethard show. I had saw I had watched That's Big Lake in high school. Yes. Was looking for Big Lake DVDs or season two or something when I found the Chris Gethard show years yeah. later. Because I said I want to watch Big Lake again. Yep. Years later. Years later, yeah. Um. So so Chris Gethard knows us. He knew many of the people who came to the show because we were regulars. Yes, I just saw him recently. Oh. At a taping I went to that I was not aware he was. Going oh. to be part of. It's very fun. You chat? A little bit, yeah. Okay. I recently took his wife and child to the circus. That's right. Yep. What a strange <laughs> life you lead. Uh, shout out to Howie, and I'm going to say not name their kid because I don't know if they do that on things. I think, I think they do, but. Alright. Um, but. <laughs> Chris or Howie, if you want to come on the podcast, call, call in. Yeah. Or child. Or child. Um, but so we went to this career suicide. I was not feeling well. And I had seen this before. We, not me. Yes, did, sorry. Yes. Me and a couple other people. Jared. Yes, I believe I went to uh, Natasha Pierre in the Great Con of 1812. Ah. Uh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I wasn't feeling well. And I had seen this show before. I had seen it. I think I had seen it off-Broadway at this point. But I had also seen it when he was working out in like a Brooklyn... Basement. Oh, the annoyance. Maybe. Or no, that way the other one was. 
It was very far. It took a long time to get there, and it's, it was in, like, the basement of a bar that had, like, shuffleboard. Oh, Union Pool? Maybe Union Pool. Or not pool. Union Pool, Union Hall. Yeah, Union, Union Hall. Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I've also seen, Union like, Forbidden play good. there and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that, that place. Yeah, it's cool. But, I so I had seen it a couple times at this point. And then, like, 20 minutes in, I'm feeling, oof, I... I gotta use the bathroom. I'm not feeling great. I'm sitting the way I'm the where I'm sitting is like slightly into the theater, like on the aisle, but like on the aisle closest to the stage. So to get out of the room, I would have to walk right past the stage, and the stage in this theater was on the floor. So I basically have to walk like right next to Chris Gethard to get out of this show to get to mm-hmm. the exit. I'm not very good at explaining how places look. But that's what you're going to get. And I'm trying to, like, fight through it. And then finally I'm like, I have to leave. I have to leave. So I get up and I start walking and I've got my head down. And, you know, comedy shows, sometimes people leave them. Usually because they don't like the comedy or something like that. Sometimes people leave them. And Chris Gethard often turns that into part of it. He's like, oh, man, you're you're not enjoying the show. That's fine. And I turn and he knows who I am. And he's like... Drake, I'm like, I'm sorry, man, I'm not feeling well. And he's like, oh, this is Drake. I know this guy. That's all right. Go go feel better. And he, like, makes a joke about how it's a very awkward when the person storming out of your show is someone that you know mm. and you think is a fan of yours and stuff like that. Um, and then I did feel better later, and I snuck back in uh, in a side entrance so that I wouldn't have to deal with all that again. Sure. And then he accosted me about it on live television oh, yes. on Sandwich Night, which you can watch. Okay. I don't know which sandwich night it is, but the King and G. I don't know the alphabet. The The King King and G. G. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me feel better. Recently on Jeopardy, a question was literally just what did the basically what are the seventh letter of the alphabet after F, and no one buzzed in. It was a weird moment. Hey, I could have won. Yeah. Was it Final Jeopardy? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the King and G. Did that help? <laughs> G. G G. G G. There's a there's a cat in the movie Kiki's Delivery Service named G G. Well, that cat's meeting the king now. It is spelled J I J I. Is that allowed? I mean, we had S A E for C. All right, that cat met the king. It'd be a hoot and a holler, I'll tell you that. He was yeah. voiced by Phil Hartman in the English dub in his last ever role. Okay. I I mix him up with Phil Lamar. I Phil Lamar's alive. And Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman is not. It was like a tragedy. His wife murdered him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's. Anytime I see Phil Lamar's name, I'm think I. Yeah, I confuse those two, name wise. In February, on February 26, 2017... We're busy in February. At St. John's Lutheran Church, we saw Beardo, another show oh, that, that so featured weird. music by Dave Boy. And I'll say this, this is the closest to Ghost Quartet, quality-wise, that I've seen of his shows. I know he only did the music for that, music. right? I, I, yeah, that's how he did, he did, he did, did he do the lyrics as well? Lyrics. He just did one of them, but I'm not sure if it was the music or the lyrics. Oh, what are No, they? it must have been the music. It's very... This show is about how Rasputin came to Russia and through the power of drugs and rock and roll, 
made people realize they wanted to fuck him. And it was in an uh, active church. An active church, yes. It was great. It was great. It, that I saw two times. And they it, yeah. used a lot of the church. Like, they, they go into the pews. They were up in the ramparts. They yeah, like, there was a surprise choir. Surprise choir that our friend Allison friend was in. Him, yes. Um, and actually, I will get to this later. The origin of a show that she wrote yeah. that we've both been involved in the past and have seen was in, in the grain room for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Beardos, I, I don't think there are any recordings of it. it it's another one of shows that, that like, yeah. description can't really do it justice, but I do love that show and I wish I could see it again. Yeah, there is a recording of like the first production of it from mm. like 12 years ago that I messaged someone about sending. Uh, yeah, we should watch that sometime. I would love to. Um, now, was the night you were there, that one, the cast of bunch of the cast of comic were there as well that's right josh groban was in the audience yeah no like a, a bunch of the cast of natasha and pierce i do remember there. waiting for the restroom next to gelsey bell yes from ghost quartet and Go, cast of ghost who quartet. i believe yeah. i've seen her around my neighborhood gelsey bell don't say the neighborhood name though oh no no but if you uh call into the podcast you can walk on you over you can walk on over and be on it for I hope I hope where she lives is not common knowledge. I don't. I doubt it. Uh, the King and H. The King and H. The yes. King and H. H. It's about a British There's guy a... named H. What did you say? It's about a British guy named H. Well, there is a young British rapper named H. Okay. H. Um, I think he just pronounced it H. Oh. Yeah. Renegade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. H, eight, 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 eight. Oh, no. You okay? H sounds like a number. <laughs> well, it sounds like the number eight, so yes, that is true. Just with a little chair at the end. Uh-huh. I forgot the correct pronunciation, <laughs> how us Americans say it. H. H. It doesn't sound real anymore. H. That definitely doesn't sound real. Eight. H. Shh. This is great content. They're um, singing. You sure this isn't getting to know you? No, getting to know you, de- I was saying that. It definitely was that. It's, she's getting to know the kids. Okay. Um, yeah, so The King H, I think, is... It's actually a modern set story. That guy, H. Mm-hmm. A ri- ridiculous human, from what I can tell. He, I'm only familiar with him because... Uh, I recently discovered the video of Amelia de Moldenberg online. She one who dates people in a chicken shop. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And she did one with this... She had an H. She does, like, this fun little interview series with a bunch of British rappers and musicians. But then apparently they actually dated for a while after that. And now they're just friends. Anyway, this kid, somehow, um, right after the Queen died, in her will, it was, I want uh, this kid to be part of the royal family. So Wait, he's... in the Queen's will? This is this is the this is the, this story. This is oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. At one point, I went from the true story to a. <coughs> I thought. <coughs> Basically, in this in the King and H, it is the story of this rapper named H who didn't even know the Queen was aware of his existence, coming in to replace Harry. Ah, uh, you mean. Right? Harry's the one who left. Harry's a prince. 
but not but not anymore. Like right. oh, 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 replace yeah. her. Okay, so, and that's about how now the king, that's his son So now. King Charles has to deal with this dolt. I would, this, I don't know who H is. I would watch this Yeah, film. no, now, oh. This, 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 is, a this, this is, is a pilot. This is a pilot you yeah. should write. Yeah, who should play King Charles? I mean, he should play himself. Yeah. yeah, what's he doing? Nothing. He doesn't have a fucking real job. Yeah. On April 25th, 2017, we saw The Play That Goes Wrong, oh. a very good show. Yeah. Why don't you describe show. what The Play That Goes Wrong is about? Play That Goes Wrong is uh, a, a, a... Oh, what is this looky-loo doing in the bush? Um, the, uh, that, was a king, that was a reference to the play movie playing. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're watching The King and I. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Play That Goes Wrong is a, a, a British import. It is a... Basically, like this, uh, you know, uh, like theater troupe. This is within the, the story of the show. It's uh, this, this <sighs> amateurish theater group trying to put on a play, but you know, stuff keeps breaking down and they keep forgetting lines. And it's a, it's a fun slapstick farce. Um, like the actor, the, there's been a murder in the show. Oh yes, and like the, the actor the who's who's supposed to be the dead body keeps opening his eyes and laughing. At yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that sounds like it could be very dumb. It, but... It's like really good actors and comedic writers doing, like taking the piss out of like bad community theater that yeah, we all have sat through. Yeah, uh, but it, it never feels like mean. It's just no, because like... it is like they're putting on a show. It's very charming. Yeah. You get the sense that these people probably did shows like this when they were in high oh, school. Yeah. Secondary school, sorry. Uh, and it's very much like if you were a theater kid, you did shows like this and you knew your shows were like that, but you had fun anyway. Yeah, no. and it um, Like when yeah. you played Oscar the Grouch. Oh yes, I famously um, played Oscar the Grouch in a summer camp production of an original musical called Nightmare on Elmo Street. Um, I don't think I knew that was the title. Oh, yeah. We should do a reading of it. I'm sure I have the script somewhere. Great. Um, I still remember the, uh, like, the title song it pops in my head sometimes in that show. Shout out to Rod Owens, composer of that. Rod Owens, if you're listening, call us. Yeah. It, you can write a song for our show. Yeah, it's great. We'll pay you in a videotape of The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Oh, hello. Um, so... Two people are making out now. Yeah. That must be Rita Moreno, but it... I mean, she sure. would be very young, right? And, yeah. And is wearing makeup to make her look like another race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in this production, I played Oscar the Grouch. The whole thing was like, oh no, the Sesame Street characters are mean, but then Oscar the Grouch is the only nice one. Oh, Get a fun little solo about, like, it's no fun when you're not the only Grouch. And then, and I was in a garbage can yeah and i was short at the time um and at the end of the song i kind of like pull down the lid and get in the garbage can but i pulled down a little too forcefully and fell over and you just see me rolling around on the stage for a bit until it might be rod might be the one who pulled me off the stage actually um were you in camp or were you a counselor no i was in i was a child like eight or nine um it would be a little older than that, probably, or, what age is, it would have been, it was going into sixth grade, or okay, seventh, so seventh like grade, seventh grade, I believe. 2004 or 5? Yeah, 5, or 5, 10, 3, yeah. yeah. So like, 11? Yeah, yeah. 10? Yeah. 
And was, so is this guy, was he a grown-up? Was he a counselor or was he another student? Rod? Yeah. No, he was a, a well, he was like a teacher, okay. music teacher. But probably like 10 years older or something like no, that. No, no, he, he was oh, like... Oh, grown-up. Like, so he's like in his a, 50s now? He's, oh, probably, 60s? yeah, 50s, 60s, yeah. Listen, if you're listening to this podcast... Yeah, we're still Facebook friends. What's that phone number again, Phil? 518-966-2442. Call in. Yeah. The King and I. The King and I. Oh, we can skip that one because the whole prompt was we don't need to uh, All right. do that. Then the next show is Gruff. Oh, okay. Uh, People's Improv Theater, starring our friend Allison. Starring our friend Allison. As a goat. Yeah. Ooh. (laughs) I'm good. Yep. (laughs) Just uh, push my leg into a table. Oops. Um, This table does injure me and my girlfriend very often. Cool. Yep. Have you ever pinched your fingers in this? No. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gruff. Very fun. You brought your brother. Yes. I did to a to a later production, but so the yes. story is it's the story of the three Billy Goats Gruff, but it takes place in a post apocalypse. They don't know what grass is. They've never yes. frolicked, and then it's about them it's a, learning about the environment, how to protect the environment, and at the end, parable of sorts. They like get a seed, and I brought my little brother, who was about three at the time, to oh, yeah. to a performance of this. And it's it was a combination of like actors in like goat costumes with like just like floppy ears and stuff like that and like um, but there were also puppets. Um, most of the actors also also did puppetry, and he freaking loved it. Was very excited. It was a pretty small audience the day we saw it, and he was very animated. and And they talked to the kids at points during the show, and it has like mm-hmm. call and response. And he was very, and like at the end of the show, they wear like a green thumb thing, like to like signify the seat, like a, one of those light finger lights things. Yeah, 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 yeah. And at the end, they do a big speech about how they're passing on the protection of the planet to the audience. And the main Billy goat goes catch and throws the seat in the ice, and she threw it at foot at my brother. I was gonna say, I'm not gonna say his name. Um, and he. Uh, he was so excited, and then he met the whole cast. The Billy Goats stamped their their paw prints onto the onto his little paper, his uh-huh. playbill, and the goats signed their names. He got to take pictures with the puppets. Uh-huh. I I think he took a picture with Allison and her puppet. Um, but yes, it was very cute. Uh-huh. Yeah, very fun show. Fun show. Yeah. Good music. I don't remember yeah. any of the songs, but it was yeah. very good. Oh music. yeah, and oh yes. And the main goat in that show is now a member of The Who. What? The band The Who? Yep, she's a touring band member. Oh, oh, her? Yeah, yeah. Emily? Yes. She's in The Who? Yep, like for a year now she's been just touring with The Who. It's wild. That's, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. Also, as uh, to Facebook, Rod Owens is 72 years old, which is wild to think oh. about. Yeah. Um, great. The King and... Jay. There's a guy named Jay. Jay... Jason Mewes from... Wegman. The... Oh, oh, I don't know. Oh, go ahead. Jay, the founder uh, of Wegman Supermarket. I keep going to supermarket yeah, founders. <laughs> Why do you know so many supermarket founders? Oh, King Cullen is uh, not a... It, <laughs> No, King Cullen, it's someone named Cullen. I don't know. 
I was just gonna say the guy from the Clerks movies named Jay. You just drop him into um, this movie. He doesn't have a script. He has to figure out what the hell is going on. And he can't. On. He doesn't speak, right? That's Silent Bob. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and in real life, whenever they do interviews, Kevin Smith won't shut up and doesn't let the other guy talk, which is fun. Uh. Yeah. Oh, Kevin Smith plays. Oh, oh, Bob. Plays, I see. I yeah. see. On May 31st, we, 2017, we saw 1984, The Hudson. Now, this was a, a show. A show. Yeah, a, a bright show. A bright show. Also a show where I have a very distinct memory of someone's phone going off in the orchestra and then answering with, yeah, I'm at 1984. <laughs> it's pretty good, yeah. I don't yeah. know, we're in the middle of the, 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 the act. I'll have to call uh, you back, but what's up with you? I know, and then people started yelling at him. And the actors are performing this whole time. And yeah. there were many, many... Um, In a way, that feels right. I mean, yeah. Sure. There were... It's uh, Olivia Wilde was in it. Yes. Um, famous director. Mm-hmm. And a mm-hmm. lot... She wasn't very good in most of the play because she was clearly acting for the screen. But there were, I would say, about a fourth of well, the show uh, yeah. was done off stage but recorded and shown live on a like like not recorded like, yeah not like recorded it was, it was yeah. filmed I mean, but supposedly. live I think it was live no, it was, yeah um and shown um, on a giant screen and she was very good at those yeah. yeah that's yeah that's something I thought about a lot later actually I uh I I I, I mean I do background acting and some television shows that I'm sure you've seen me in and um it's been fascinating to watch the main actors in those and be like oh this cause I I've been in theater my whole life and I'm like oh this explains why sometimes like people who don't start in theater that go and try to do theater it, it doesn't work cause it's such a different like they're whispering I'm yeah it's like yeah it's uh and they're really good at that yeah they're really good at that they're whispering it and they do it like ten times and they do the best one yeah right. it's uh yeah, yeah, 1984, God. That child was a full adult. Um, I I think I bought the book after watching, because I was like... Oh, the original Yeah, book. I'd oh. never read the I'd never read the novel, and I think mm-hmm. after that I was like, oh, let me read the novel. And I think I bought it at the Strand, like the same day, or maybe Barnes & Noble, the same day we saw it. And then I don't think I ever read it. Oh, well, in fact, I know I didn't read it, but I'm pretty sure I bought it that day. I did read that one. Did I read that? Was it because I, I feel like I read that a long time ago, but I was a weirdly. It feels like a high it. school book that they would have you read in I just, school. I didn't. Or I don't think I read it for school though. I don't know. We we can't um, we can't check the run the the, the time left in the movie. I mean, we I know mean, it's about an hour. And yeah. We might not get through this whole alphabet and this whole this whole list of shows. I feel like yeah, it's got to be more show than alphabet. Yes, there are. Yeah. Um, the King and K. The King and K. Every kiss begins with K. There are 77 shows. Oh, my God. Actually, there's 78. The most recent one we saw together is not on this list. Perfect. Um, Her hair is very red. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And all the dresses she wears are very, very large. Yes, and that is the thing that holds up with the musical. Hmm. Um, the King and K. Yeah, every kiss begins with K. 
a relative of the founder of K Jewelers went went to school with me. Their last name starts with K. That's why it's called that. Okay, here's my pitch for the King and K. There's a supermarket chain in New York called Key Food. <laughs> that the president of this supermarket yeah, yeah, yeah. is is one PK Krugman. Perfect. And they meet the king. Uh, <laughs> that last name is dangerously similar to uh, someone I won't say on camera. Or Mike. <laughs> I was going to say, um, no, no, no. <laughs> Krugman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you later. Um, okay. Off, okay. off Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In person. <laughs> All right. July 17th, 2017. Couple months. Uh, we didn't see anything in June together. Hmm. Uh, we're jumping from May to July. Um, a Midsummer Night's Dream at the Delacourt. Hmm. This was a very good production. It didn't rain that night. This was, I think I, like, one ticket from the Strand, I believe, tweeted a thing being like, hey, retweet this. Yeah. We'll give you yes, tickets. And I was one yeah, of, like, yeah. four people who retweeted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got very, very good seats. Yeah. And they, like, kept that going throughout. And they would be like, hey, if, like, tell people, like, the people best know, way to retweet that. Yeah, no the, one does it. The best way to get tickets to Shakespeare in the Park. Yeah. I don't know if they still do it. Um, I know. I don't know how I found it. I don't think I follow them on Twitter, but... Yeah, it, uh, that that's a uh, was a great production. Yeah, um, Jeff that? Pr- I mean, probably yeah. right. Yeah. He's the most them. Um, and there was some famous the actress in it movie. as as the fair as the fairy queen, and I can't remember mm. who. But I do. It was the first time I had seen that show, and it was very magical, and yeah. I really loved it. Uh, good set. I don't think that one wasn't a musical adaptation. It was just the show, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Annalie Ashford, I think, was oh, in it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. As, like, one of the comedic... Yeah. Good psychics. for her. Yeah. Like, you know, the the princesses. But the first cousin. thing you saw her in? The first thing I saw her in was Rent off-Broadway oh. at um, New World Stage. Oh, she played wow. Maureen. The only, I think, the only performer to make Maureen's dumb little, like, cyberland yeah. thing actually entertaining. Because I always thought, oh, it's meant to be garbage because performance <laughs> art's garbage. Um, but no, like she made it hilarious. Maybe she did a bad job then, because I don't think it is supposed to be good. I don't know. I saw that production. I guess I. It's like seven minutes long. That like it it makes that show grind to a halt. But she, yeah, she was hilarious. The first time anyone's ever said "moo" with me, and it was actually funny. She did a lot of great physical comedy in it, which is you know one of her big things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's good. I saw her. I'm see Sylvia, right? Hmm? Sylvia, the play on Broadway where she played a dog? No. And was amazing? I believe I mean, that. it was easy because her co-star was a murderer, Matthew Broderick. Uh, um, Matthew Broderick God, killed he's... two women in Ireland. Yeah. Um, you can't sue us, Broderick. That is factual. You did do that. Broderick, call in to the podcast. I'm not going to answer. <laughs> we... We look at Yule. We don't listen to murderers. No. No. Anyway, yeah. She played a dog. It's very good. I I, I don't know if her TV show... She was on a, a short... Or I think it was short-lived. I don't know. It might still be wrong. A sitcom with noted uh, creep Thomas Middleditch. Oh. Um, created by Chuck It's called like AB Positive or B Positive, A Positive. It's about like 
people who needed liver, uh, like uh, organ donors or something like that. (laughs) I don't know. But I didn't watch it, but I was very sad that she was, I mean, good for her. I'm sure a a network sitcom pays better, but like, ah, I want her on stage. She's so good. Go see Sweeney Todd coming to Broadway this spring. I will hope to. Yeah. That's another role. I think it's, I usually don't like Mrs. Lovett. In Sweet I think that's a hard role to actually make entertaining. I bet she's gonna be great. Yeah. 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 I'm... Especially with Josh Groban, who I will say this. I think I think Josh Groban has very little stage presence. And I think that that worked great, genuinely. I'm not shitting on, <laughs> on Greg Connor this time. I think that character's not meant to have stage presence. He's supposed to be kind of a pushover until the end when he does his little speech. But like the whole show about Greg Connor is you suck. Pierre. Yeah. I mean, I think... No, I think... And I think Sweeney Todd, I think he'll be good in the in the couple numbers where Sweeney really needs to command, like, like when his arm is complete and stuff like that. Yeah. And often, Sweeney Todd just kind of sitting there being dour, being like, why aren't I murdering someone? <laughs> this fucking woman won't stop singing about murdering people. Yeah, I think he's gonna be good. I think he's gonna be a lot better than a lot of people think he's gonna be. I he think also, so as well. Like, I watch him many times I saw a comment many times he his performance in that show like grew it, it was so good I saw the second um, preview yeah I know exactly I'm saying like I mean like I thought it was good in the beginning but then like by the end like yeah it was great and yeah and I and Emily Ashford for Mrs. Lovett I did think it was a kind of an odd choice for some reasons but I think with him it'll be a good I think match. they're gonna play off each other very well yeah yeah although I do also want to see Stand by Jenna, Jenna Duvall, famously, well, skipping ahead again, star of Diana the Musical. Oh. She's the. Well, I don't want to spoil what we thought of that show, yeah, but yeah. she was very good. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah and she's the standby for Mrs. Lovett. What a great outfits in this movie we're watching, yeah. we're looking at. Yule's, Yule's singing again, I think. He must be. Yeah. Doing uh... a lot of hand acting. Is he? Singing? Maybe not. I think they're speaking. I think the, the king does that. often speak in like a fast talk. Uh, well, but like like kind of like a very lyrical, lyrical, poetic way. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's a king. Uh, yeah. Uh, the speaking of the king, the, the king, king and L. the king and L. I feel like we skipped a bunch of letters. No. L M N L. Oh, L M N L. The actor. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Um. The king and owl. The king becomes British and dies and goes to hell. I think this should be a crossover with Legally Blonde. Oh, the king and owl. The I king like and that. owl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Great. Is her name L because she's a lawyer? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the L stands for lawyer. Um, lawyer Woods. Now, I don't know the exact date of this next show. I just have after July 18th. Okay. It is La Maupin. Oh, I, I could get you the date of that, I think. Um, which our friend Cassidy was in. Yes. Very early into us knowing her, I think. Yes. A couple months. Because yeah. we saw the play that goes wrong with her. Yes. Um, and we met her uh, through another Catholic show connection. That's right. A uh, couple. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this was a show about Julie Diabini. Uh, who performed under the name La Maupin. She was a French uh, opera singer, aristocrat, duelist. 
She she committed sword one fight, of the last. Sword fights. Yep, a lot of good sword fights in this. Um, she burned down a nunnery to break her girlfriend out of it. Bad. Uh, maybe like like you know how like online there's a lot of things people would be like ah, oh, big bisexual energy. <laughs> She's the personification yeah. of those memes. Yeah. As like a real person. Yeah 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 yeah. When that nunnery was burning, the flames were pink and blue on the side of her face. That's right. She so f- most famously she uh she got into a bar fight with a dude who was mad she was hitting on his girlfriend and it was working. And so this dude challenged her to a duel so they stepped outside and he had brought two of his friends and she killed all of them in a sword fight. Yeah. Uh musical. Total baller. I started writing a movie script about her years before oh. I'd even seen this. Oh, yeah. Um, and I had, like, only written, like, 20 pages because I mostly just wanted to write that sword fight. Mm. I do think it would be a great movie, and I think uh, a great episode of Doctor Who would have the Doctor near. Uh, would have been better when Jodie Whittaker was the Doctor, although uh, the writing was bad. Uh, I'll say that. Uh, the King and M. M. And M. The Reading Yellow M&Ms meet the King. They go, he does exist! And he goes, they do exist! So, so in the world of this show, uh-huh. the, this king does not believe that M&Ms exist? <laughs> That's right. Do you not know what I'm referencing? No. Okay, so there's, there's, a, very, <laughs> there's a very famous, I guess not that famous, commercial from the 90s that still airs sometimes where the M&Ms meet Santa Claus... Oh. And they're like up at night and he's like giving presents and he turns around and he's like <gasps> and they turn around and they're like <gasps> and the M&M's go he, he, he does exist and then Santa goes they do exist and then all of them faint. That's fine. And it airs around Christmas time. Yeah, I'm not aware of this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But also Santa doesn't know M&M's exist? <laughs> he doesn't know that. I well I think he doesn't know M&Ms. that he's talking he yeah, thinks yeah. they're just on the commercials. Sure, sure. Well, got new for you Santa. You're on it too. The commercial. <laughs> well, yeah, but not in the world of that commercial. Anyway, uh, yeah, in this, yeah. it's very in this the M&Ms are big fans of The King and I, the musical. Yeah, and then yeah. they go to Siam and learn that the king exists. Great. And the king of Siam loves uh, Mars products candies. Yeah, yeah. He's like, they do exist. Mars and Mars. And then they all faint. And then the little kid that looks like you eats the M&Ms. And the king. <laughs> and the king. <laughs> Great. Uh, oh, okay. This is... I have the script of this on my uh, thing, too. November 18th. I believe the last performance, or maybe the next to last performance, after the blast at Lincoln uh, Center. This is another one of my favorite shows. A great show. I was just... Were we talking about it recently? Probably. Because I, I, I was just the other day was like looking up, trying to find... Um, like any stuff I found like one like montage of like 45 mm-hmm. seconds of it and was like oh yeah it started Kristen Milioti and um, William, William Jackson, Jackson Harper. Harper and it was set in a post-apocalyptic uh, world where humans live underground but they have yes. an advanced civilization it's all scientific and um, who gets to have a children is carefully regulated by the government uh, because they don't want, basically, it, it's like very eugenically, like they don't yeah. want sicknesses passed on. And Kristen Milioti wants a baby. And so does William Jackson Harper. They're married, but she's depressed. And the government does not want 
a child with depression to be born. And so they give her a little robot to take care of to see if she's responsible enough to take care of a child. But William Jackson Harper doesn't tell her that that's why they're getting the robot. He says, oh, at the lab that I work at, we need someone to take care of, uh, to, to raise this and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And a transparent saying it like I mean, yeah. it, and it's, it's very well written, even yeah. though the, it's sounds written like Zoe Kazan. Yes. Um, a great script. Yeah. Um, and it's just a, a, a beautiful show about Zoe Kazan. Colin. Any anyone involved in the show? Yeah. The robot, Colin. Yeah, where, where do you think that robot is today? I don't know. Should be in the Smithsonian. The, the robot was voiced and controlled by an actor who was right off set yes. with a remote. Yes. Uh, who did come cool. out and got a huge ovation at yeah, the end. Cool little... Did he talk the robot? I think he might have. Did he? I don't remember. I think he might have learned like basic phrases yeah, towards yeah, the end. Yeah. This is. I have the script. I have not read it mm. because. Ooh, it was a doozy. This show messed yeah. me up. But it's a great show about having depression, loving someone with depression, uh, just... And robots. And robots. Yeah. It's... You don't see much science fiction in theater, and when you do, it's usually garbage. Yeah. This was... Be- what Like... Oh, prob- this and Prudencia Heart are my favorite plays. Yeah. Well, that's why... Yeah, science fiction. Well, I can't, no, it's more fantasy. The Ocean at the End of the Lane. Mm. Probably coming to Broadway sometime soon. Everyone see it. It's great. I would love to. I yeah. read the novel and yeah, yeah. a lot. It's a musical? No. Oh, it's just a play? Yeah. Okay. But, like, it's, I've never seen fantasy on stage done so well. Oh, they just all mooned uh, Anna, it looks like. She's scandalized. Yeah. Um, looks like the NBC logo. Yeah, hashtag Peacocktober. Also, the, the king's got a great hat and, on right yeah. now. Who's hat? Also, what do you think? These are bells again? Yep, yep, okay. yep. Is that what you were pointing to? Yeah, it sure is. Um, uh, but yes, After the Blast, great show. Uh, I think it would be a good movie. I think you could make a movie of it pretty cheaply. Yeah. And what would this... Zoe, you gotta, gotta get that done. Yeah. Ugh, just I love it. I love it so much. I met Zoe Kazan at the thing like a year or so later, I think. Maybe more. The only thing I said was loved after the blast. Oh. And you could tell that a lot of people didn't didn't hear that a lot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Not I, cause, just because it wasn't like a long running it, thing. It ran. It was in the smallest theater in Lincoln the Center. Puerto Theater, Hawk Broadway, Lincoln Center. It so it had a very small audience, and yeah, it only ran for a few months. Yeah. Um, have there been like other productions? I mean, not so that I know of. It's a hard because you gotta have that robot. Well, the book of the script wasn't even published for like right, three or four right, years because right. we tried to get it so hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a, a beautiful. It I, is gonna haunt me where that robot is now. Also, the robot had a name. Yeah, I'm sure it did. I mean, if you yeah. want to go over to my bookshelf and grab it, we could find out. Yeah. But that's Boko. Yeah. Well, in a future episode, we'll read all of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We get into the copyright years. The King uh, and N. King and N. Oh. I like to record another King and M. Okay. Auntie M. Oh, sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the King and N. Um, n- nice to meet you, King. <laughs> I, think the, I think the King just plays Nintendo 64. 
a lot. Okay. It's a let's. Uh, the king has the, a Twitch channel. It's a gamer king. Yeah, gamer king. Yeah. This this king <laughs> loves Fortnite. Fool. I don't know. There's. Uh, he he doesn't. It's Santa in disguise. Yeah. Um. Oh. This her husband. Oh no. Or is she a widow? Yeah, no, she's a widow. Not a widower. Sure. I bet Not her son's a widower. I think he killed his dad. Yeah. He shot I, his dad. Oh, who, I forget who those people are, but they're someone. Oh, oh, wait. Okay. This might be... Are they, like, from... I think they're, like, from the... Wherever she's from. They're, I think they're basically coming to see, like, check on her performance, on her teaching performance. And... And definitely some like colonialism happening. Uh, are they like colonizing Siam and they're like, how have you been something like that? Like, doing indoctrinating the king? Yeah, it looks kind of hazy, like doesn't it? Look like the side is out of focus. Um. Yeah. Well, I think though, a lot of the movie and stuff like you do see stuff like a little bit out of focus because it didn't matter. Like they never, they didn't feel it to be like you know fifty once, years yeah. it'll be crystal clear. Like right. Yeah. Like, you see that yeah, movies, a lot. Movies action. were a lot, yeah, a lot like television or theater back in the day, where they would have maybe one run in the theater. Yeah, for but a but even if it like even more just like the screen, like I guess TV more so even probably because it's oh, a small screen doesn't matter. But yeah, small screen not the a size high of resolution. The... But now like with them like remastering and stuff like that, you can like really see like oh this is not filmed well. Well, that's like in a lot of things when they like upscaled it to HD, they would just make the picture more so you'd see like boom mics and shots and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, yeah. Alright, that was the King and Anne. Yeah. Um, Meteor Shower at oh. the booth. Uh, written by oh. Steve Martin, starring Warb and Auntie. Warb and Auntie. A couple other people. Amy Schumer. Right. Alan Tudyk. I don't... He was supposed to be in it. Wait, no... I have not seen Alan Tudyk in anything. Okay, then he was supposed to be in it and was replaced. I do think there was a famous guy in it as well, because I remember I knew like one of the actors and two of the actresses. Yeah. I thought he was the one who did the replacing, but you, you didn't see him. I don't think I saw Alan Tudyk in anything. Yeah. Unless this is a Phil Lamar, Phil uh, Hartman No, he, he definitely was either the one who was in it and got replaced or did the replacing, but mm. I'll, I'll look it up, because that, that'll bother me. Phil's looking it up. Uh, this guy is getting... He's holding Anna's hand. It seems like they have some sort of history. They're about to dance. Now the king is looking on. He does not look happy. Oh. I think he's oh. going to murder this guy. Or banish him. Mm. Now, this uh, this movie famously has a sequel television series called Anna and the King. Famously. Stars Yul Brenner. I do not believe it stars this woman as Anna. Because it was made decades later. Okay, sorry, yes. Alan Tudyk was replaced by Jeremy Shamos, but Keegan-Michael Key was also Keegan-Michael Key, that's yeah. the guy I know, yes. Yes. Anyway, if you want to hear us uh, watch but not listen to Anna and the King, the only way it's available only way. is a German DVD, which costs like $40 to import. So, yeah. talking to that Patreon... Yeah. Uh, we famously cannot spend any money on this podcast. So right. if you want to sponsor our viewing of... Uh, of Anna and the King. Yeah. Now, yeah. King and Michael Key, give us $40. Yeah. We, we've, we've mooted doing a Kickstarter 
for uh, for the show to raise the funds to rent these things and buy that yeah. DVD as like a stretch goal. Um, mo- mostly as a way to promote the podcast because listen, not many people are are looking to listen to this Yule Brenner themed podcast that releases. I don't know why once a month and not always on time. Yeah, I mean we've been fifty percent good on. T- uh... That's true. That's terrible odds actually. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I was gonna say Jeremy Shamos, the one who replaced Alan Tudyk. Call us. Yeah, call us. Um. Yeah, he's great. He's in a bunch of theater stuff, but I think he's probably best known now for um. Oh, uh, what's the character's name? Craig. In the 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 couple in Better Call Saul, mm-hmm. who like um hide the Kettleman's. Yeah, the Kettleman's. He's oh, yeah, the father. Okay. In that. Yeah. The King and O, it's Oprah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The King wins a car. Yeah. Okay. Look at all those cups. Why do they all have so many cups? Well, you gotta have a different cup for every drink. Mm-hmm. It looks like just the King has a lot of cups. No, no, no. They did a shot at the table. They all had a lot of cups. Oh, or maybe okay. it's like a lot of gold. Look. Yeah, see, yeah, she got some cups there. Yeah. You familiar with the internet video? That's a lot of cups. <laughs> That's a lot. It looks like they have one plate each and then about eight cups per person. And this yeah. table is filled with like 30 people. And it's all gold. They got a gold plate. They're eating soup with a golden spoon. Golden soup. So many cups. How? Do you think half the budget for this movie went to yeah, cups? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Half went to cups. The other half went to shining Yul Brynner's head. <laughs> um, on December 10th, 2017, we saw... Now, this day, our friend Cassidy and our, well, maybe Dylan, we had not met yet, but they were in a show together called Bagels for Benny or Bagels from Benny. Bagels, yes. And our friend invited us to the show and all of our other friends were going that night. Mm-hmm. And we said, well, instead of that, let's go to Hamilton. Well, because it was like a last minute. I think we were you, planning on going. We were to planning, it. and then you got it, an offer for standing room tickets to Hamilton because yes. you were friends with someone in the show. Yes. And uh, the only way to get standing room tickets for that is if you are friends, yeah. if you know someone in the cast or crew. I think that's still true, but yes. And we we paid like forty dollars. Yep. See, so yeah, yep. I believe we where the went to an empty seat at intermission. All the cups all the cups are gone. gone. All right. Sorry. Also, the king looks like he has wings. Yes. Um, Hamilton, yeah. I had I had not heard any of the songs before, mm-hmm. uh, which led to a running bit where whenever it was referenced oh, yes. afterwards, you would turn to me and go, oh, you get that now, yeah, yeah, which yeah. you still do to this day. Yeah. Um, hot take, and actually this might be a hot take now. Hamilton's pretty good. I, I don't think it's a hot take. Well, but... it was for a while. There was a big backlash for a while, remember? Yeah, I don't know if it, uh, yeah. it's good. It's not. It's not the best thing Lin Manuel Miranda's ever been involved with. No, we'll get to that sure. later. Um, now, this was before another. I won't say the name, but another thing we saying saw yes, Cassidy. Yes, that was uh, that we saw Cassidy in. Yes, not before Llama Pond because we mentioned that already. No, the the Charlotte's Web. Yes, it was before that. Oh, okay. By some time. I thought. But, okay. Because that's on the list. That oh, was in the I summer. Because wasn't someone from Bagel Benny... Okay. Me, oh, me... I think we're at the Uncle Tom's Cabin play. Uh, do... Hold on. Oh, that's what it is. They do this play for these 
people to be like, hey, look, we're mm. civilized now. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Something yes, like that. Charlotte's Web is later. Okay. Um, the King N. P. Writes itself. It really does, yeah. He's looking for a bathroom. Looking for a bathroom. Everywhere they're like customers only. Yeah. He's like, he's I'm, like the I'm the king. I'll buy this restaurant. Yeah. And they say, all right, but that's not, you're not really a customer of the restaurant at that point. You're just a customer of the, like, the building company. So. Yeah. It writes itself, folks. It really does, uh, clearly. Now but this. we're not going to write it. This next one. Do you remember how long we talked about, uh. Strange and doing it for Dancy Heart. Then we got to Hamilton, probably the most famous musical of the last twenty years, and went eh. Oh yeah. Oh, like that. That's like yeah. Everything's been said. Everything's been said. Um. Now I don't know whether to count this because this is a show we were both at, but we sat separately. I went with Allison. You okay. went with a couple other friends. Okay. And we we saw each other afterwards, but we didn't see it together. Did we play, did we no, know I don't think I knew that you were going. Oh, I think okay. you got tickets later. Okay. Um, like I would famously do later on. It's junk at Lincoln Center. A oh, bad show about the right. stock market by a writer that I really like a lot. I really love. Uh, is oh, it the Ask oh, and the Answer? Oh, no. There's a lot of racism There's going a on lot. right now. Yeah, of all sorts. So, you know, diversity and racism. Sure. Um, but, yeah. This uh, didn't quite have these costumes in the stage show. Hmm. Anyway, Junk is about, like, fucking stock market crash. Uh, it's by a good writer, but the show is bad. Who's the writer? I forget his name. Ayad I- something... Oh, he I wrote Disgrace. Disgraced and Which I really like. Yeah, yeah. And uh, The Ask and the Answer, I think. I don't know if it's Oh, no, that's a novel. What? What's it? It's a show about, like, a father and his daughter who don't get along, and then she marries someone who's, like, a white guy who is uh, converting. What's this show Wait, called? The one with Josh Radner? That's Disgrace. Oh, that's just... This show I didn't oh. see on Broadway. This show I saw in Boston, this other one. Oh, and I right, can't remember right, the title right. of it, but I, it was I, I don't know. really good. Yeah. I don't know. The King N? The King N Q. Uh-oh. He's got uh, a piss on his spirit. Uh-oh. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, God, yeah. I think we should it. should just leave it there before yep. our podcast yep. winds up in yep. some circles we don't want to. listen wanna, to it. Yeah. Okay. January 5th, 2018. This is a night of a huge snowstorm. Mm-hmm. It was very cold out. It snowed a lot. We, we after the show that I'm about to mention, we went to the Aladdin stage door just to hang out with some of the cast and take pictures. You knew someone. But that doesn't make sense, though, because that person got you in a Hamilton. They wouldn't have still been in Aladdin. So maybe it wasn't yeah, maybe a wait. different snowstorm? Was... Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, this there was a snowstorm this night, and it was toasty warm in the theater, but it was cold outside. So toasty warm, and this show was so uh, boring that we fell asleep during it, both of us. Oh, yes. Do you know what t- show I'm talking about? It, 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 it's it's got to be our pal John. John Lithgow, Stories by Heart. 
in which John Lithgow just reads two short stories and acts them out. Listen, I love John Lithgow in general. Yeah, he's great. But boy. It's almost Christmas. He's the villain in one of my favorite Christmas movies, Santa Claus the Motion Picture. He plays an evil ad executive who wants to create Christmas 2 to sell candy canes and toys in, in like, July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that show. He's got a great novel, a great memoir about being an actor. Yeah, I remember he had, like, a children's book that I loved as a child, too. Like, yeah. Great guy. Very talented. Mm -hmm. Found him in a show in London that I loved. Um, but that, that one was not it. Put the hot dog fingers in and everything up for all at once. Mm. Um, the king and R. He's a pirate. a pirate. Yeah. This would be easier to do if I knew the plot of the king and I, but it seems to just be a white woman shows up, teaches. They talk. A racist show goes on. What would be easier to do? Uh, come yeah. up with plots of these. Oh, it doesn't have to be the King and I plot, Oh, though. okay. Like, I, I think it could be a completely unrelated plot. That's not... Oh, okay. Yeah, that's kind of my original I mean, I guess idea, we've been actually, doing that, but... yeah. yeah. Um, okay. February 1st, 2018. Disco Pigs. Oh. The Irish This is a great show. Good show, good show. Uh, do you want to... Another one from across the pond. That's right. It that starred Von Lynch. Lynch. And another actor who I cannot remember his name, but he was fantastic as well. Yeah. It's a two-hander. Like right? Yeah. And it's two Irish teenagers in the 90s from like a very specific town because they're speaking in a slang that was exclusive to like two yeah. or three towns in like just 1994. Very specific language, very accent. The first half of the show, you spend not understanding what they're saying and just trying to learn this language. Yeah. The second half of the show, you've been in it long enough. It's kind of like when you see a Shakespeare show after having not seen Shakespeare for a very mm. long time, and it takes a while to get back into sure, understanding sure. that language, because they're speaking English, but there's a lot of just nonsense words in there, yeah. and it, it's just about these two teenagers who like are out looking to party, right? Like, but yeah. they're like they spend a lot of time moving from party to party and not really yeah, party party party. Yep, not really knowing what's going on, and they they just have like like heart to heart talks. Mm-hmm. They might like each other. They might not. One might like each other. But like, it, it's this yeah, very like very Drake. Yeah, it's <laughs> this. It's this great like. One of my favorite. Okay, I actually don't really like coming of age stories, but I like we're about to come of age and it scares us stories where like you don't actually get the full broad like coming of age. It's just characters in the middle. I feel like that is coming of still age. Still counts. I don't know that they actually can... come of age at the end, though. Like, it's just, like... Right, but I don't question. Like, think that's nest- I, I like stories right. where people are lost. Sure, sure. And these two are lost. There is a film, I believe, starring Killian Murphy, right? Is, oh, I don't know. I think so. Or he or he originated this. the role on stage oh, in, like, the be. 90s or something. But I think there might be a movie. Hmm. I mean... I can check. Yeah, Google that. I'd watch it, but watch it was, this was another, it was very cold that night, I think it was snowing, and then the two yeah. actors, the stage door they did just in the lobby of the small theater, yes. and there were like 10 people that stayed after. I fully just, instead of Googling Disco Pig movie, was typing Yule Brenner. Just want to say that. <laughs> hey, you want to look at Yule? I get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So, oh, so like, 2001 fil- yeah, it is a film, right? Oh, Kelly Murphy, yeah, yeah. All oh, right, born on the same day, Twins of All by Wow, I don't. Oh yeah, so the two the two oh, characters were born on the same day. They're not actually related, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I knew about this movie. I also don't know if I realized the play was that old. I think we should watch this movie not for the podcast, just because. Yeah, yeah. Good movie. You guys don't get this. Yeah, we're gonna listen to this movie because yeah. it doesn't star Yul Brenner. Oh wow, this movie. I think they do change the story a little bit. Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah. but from Cork. Um, yeah, released November sixteenth, two thousand one. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. And the play's older than that. Yes, ninety six. Yeah, the the slang was current at that point. I yeah, think. I guess so. Or close to. Yeah. But uh. Still yeah, it was um, just a very charming show and a really bizarre experience to watch and then yeah afterwards also, the, the, in the after the stage door there were like 10 of us that stayed to hang out and the actors came and just kind of hung out with us for like an hour yeah just chatted with them and they yeah, were very great. charming as well yeah also it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's a weird little connection to now so the only other is that Irish the Irish Repertory Theater mm-hmm. and the only other show I've seen there was um these snowflakes are cool um, in the movie. Uh, yeah. the only other show I've seen there was this, uh, a few months ago, I saw, uh, Butcher Boy musical. Butcher Boy? <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, also, the Irish story surprise. Um, but also... I think I've seen other things at the Irish Trap a long time ago. I might have um, seen the Cripple Vinishman at the Irish Trap. Oh, yeah, that happened there. I don't know. I've never seen that. Um... <laughs> But, yeah, no, so, and Butcher Boy also, like, it, it heavily featured pigs, so it's a weird little thing. Like, live um, pigs? No. Oh, that's too bad. People in pig masks. Oh, okay. Um But, yeah, so I thought, funny. Pigs. You, they just showed a, a shot of Yule and Anna watching the show, mm-hmm. and Yule made a, like, a talkie with, like, you know, like, when you were like, oh, these people won't stop yeah. yapping. Yeah, yeah, Like, motion with your hand where you open and close it, as, like, a little joke to Anna, and it was, it was charming. Yeah. This is a way you can kind of get the language of Yule without listening. That's yeah. one of those things. Now, this effect of the sheet, mm-hmm. very similar to my sixth grade production of Honk the Musical Junior during The Wizard in that show. The King and. R? S? S? Q U. Rigid R. The Pirates. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, L, P, Q, R. S. So, King and S. The King and S. S. Devlin. A British set designer. Oh, <laughs> British, too. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. The, a British set designer has to design a set for the King and I. Yeah. Accidentally makes himself part of it. He gets trapped in the set. Herself, I believe, but yeah. Oh, oh, this is a real person? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, yeah. I thought you were making them up. No, I'm, if, I think that's the right name, S. Devon. I think she does, like, really cool stuff. So she gets trapped in the set, right? Yeah, yeah. And she keeps going back and forth between the real world where she's building the set and working in the theater as people are putting on a production of The King and I, and the story. There's, Hold on, wait. This is actually a good here. idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Copyright Drake. Don't fucking steal this, listeners. Yeah. Um... I mean, S. Devlin, if you're listening, I guess you can. Uh, I guess. Or, 
kind of hot you to set. Do set. Yeah. yeah. I think this might be a novel, though. That, uh... Is the King I mean, and I in the public domain? Can I use that? Uh, the original story must be, like, Anna and the King, right? I don't know. Also, it's a novel, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, it, I feel like it must be, but if also... If it's not, like, it will be soon, I yeah, bet. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I feel like... Well, there have been a lot of adaptations of it. It also probably. doesn't have to be the King and I. What do you mean? My story now, where I'm now taking it. Oh, yeah. It no, in fact, I think they're definitely better. If it's not, like, it could be anything. Like, the King and I set... Especially if it's, it's got to be as dumb as specifically. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, what's next? Oh, uh, let me pull Also, we're going to see what S. Devlin did, see if we've seen any S. Devlin shows together. <laughs> okay. Um, once on this island at Circle in the Square. Oh, great show. I fell asleep during the show, so I'm going to need you. And this is not by fault mm, yes. of the show. I was just very tired that day. Yeah. Um, this was also a two-show day for us. Oh, S. Devlin also does a lot of big, like... Arena, like she does, like Adele, Beyonce, like oh, big wow. tour sets. Um, yes. Adele, say, call us. Yeah, Adele, call us, and we'll say, "Rolling in the deep." Um, <laughs> what? She famous has a song called "Hello." Okay. It's a, good, it's a great joke. <laughs> sure. I, I subverted expectations. Uh huh. Um. Oh yeah, once in this island. Is there I, any you're looking for? Yeah. It's a good. different... Yep, yeah. Yep. Well, that is hello. That's the next line. Hello. That's not the Adele song. That's a different song. Oh, wait. Adele song from the other side. Yep, yep. Never mind. Um, Run to the Island. Great show. Great... Great production. It was in Circling Square, in the round, had like sandal on the stage. I, I had actually somehow never seen that show before. I'd heard a lot about it because you know it's a popular like, show in schools and stuff. You want to see it? Michael Arden, great director, um, and it was a great production. I saw that show four times, I believe. Wow. Um. Yeah. And I wish you'd stayed awake. Yeah, me too. I yeah. mean, I stayed awake at the second show we saw that night because this was a two-show day for yes, us. Yes, it was. And we'll get to that after the King. And tea. All right. The King. Mr. T? Ice tea? Oh, I was thinking, like, the King has some gossip and he's ready to spill it. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Or no. is it gossip about the King that someone's going to spill? Is he being blackmailed? He both. He starts, he starts the, like... The uh, TMZ of his time. Ah. Uh. And then because of that, people started looking for T on him. Oh, the T in TMZ stands for T. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it's T M Z. Um. <laughs> that's it. T New Zealand. Um. Uh, all right. And uh, also, I'm gonna say based on the time and what looks like, I feel like we're about to get into the most famous song of the show, which is "Shall We Dance." Um, familiar with that song? They dance? I don't know the song. Okay. You might have heard it. Uh-oh, King looks mad. Um, yeah, it's a song about dancing, and they dance together. Machi Machi. <sighs> Alright, what did we see that night? Uh, In and of Itself. Ah, uh, yes. Wow. Wow, that... 
those two shows to me feel like they're different. It was a long day. We walked around a lot. No, I just mean like in in general, like I different wouldn't eras. think they were running at the same time. They were. They were. Yeah. In and of itself, you can watch it on Hulu in the United States, Disney mm-hmm. Plus, much. You of the can rest see of the world. Um, our former friend of the podcast, no longer friend, they didn't call in. That's right, our friend Taylor in that movie. Following. Um, in and of itself is, uh, I would say, a storytelling show. Yes. I think some people might call it a magic show. I yeah, don't know that no, I would. I think it's a storytelling show with some magic in it. Yes. And it is uh, Derek Delgadio, who is a magician mm-hmm. and a liar, I think he would tell you. Yes. And also a cheat, because he, a, a, he had a long career cheating at card games mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> But it's him telling the story of his life and of how important it is to build your own identity and be recognized as such by other people. And and there's like five or six tricks or, or illusions that yes. go alongside each story. It's but six, the six right. chambers. But the, the magic is entertaining but what what's really special about the show is the storytelling yeah. and how he engages with the audience yeah it's kind of the ultimate like example of like presentation yes like that is good too i think but... if there was no magic in the show it would be just as good except yeah. for maybe the end yeah but it's very, it's very the, cool. i'm not going to spoil the end of the show because yeah, yeah. you should watch it but there is one there's one thing that I was obsessed with, with which is there's a, a, uh, a, like a mailbox on stage or like a bunch of letters in the back of the row. And everyone picks a, 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 a card when they come in that has like a, a title on it, what you yeah. identify as. And and, the, and it's like, there's like a, a wide, it's like things from like, I am like a mother to like, I am... A clown, a, clown, a scholar, like, uh, yeah. a sex so it's, god, it's, yeah, yeah, it a fool, a yeah, yeah, um, an, a banker, stuff like that. Yeah. And so he has like a stack, and you have like each card has it twice, yeah, and you rip like off perforated, right? They rip off one, you keep it one, and then he's got others, and that's how he calls on uh like people in the audience. people in the audience. And so there's one point where he pulls one, and he's like, oh, you know, the banker, uh like choose this or do that and he starts pulling out envelopes based on what they're saying and uh their letters uh there's one to him i think that he reads or there's a letter he tells the story of like a letter or whatever Mm -hmm. and then the letters have different titles on it best friend brother like 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 uh What's the word for like when you haven't seen someone in a long time, or when you're no, strange, strange stuff, stuff like that, and like so there'll be one that's like oh mother, and he's like oh has anyone not talked to their mother, and he's like uh D- you know Derek or something like that, and like he has a letter for someone in the audience, and he's like okay he brings them up, and he's like okay I'm gonna give you this letter in a moment, and you're all gonna see this person transform before your eyes from just a person on the stage to a son or a daughter, whatever the relationship is with the thing. And he hands them the letter and you're like, well, how does he do that? And they open it and it's a letter from the person that it yeah. says it's from every time. And like, and I, I saw this show twice. I know a lot of people who've seen it and they all had, they, there were different experiences that people had. And it's, it's, it's like, 
oh, they all had amazing experiences. And you might think, oh, it's a plant. But the second time I went, I brought our friend Christine and Christine got a letter. Yes. And it was great. Great. Yeah. So it's genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this one, The King and You. This is a choose-your-own-adventure yeah. Netflix, like, you know, Netflix does yeah, yeah, those. Yeah, 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 an interactive Netflix. Yeah, you see. All right, that's it. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm like, we need a lot more time for this in the letters. All we're right. almost at the end of the alphabet. I'm almost at the end of the movie. March 17th, hey, St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. Puffs, or seven increasingly eventful oh. years at a certain school of magic and magic. Yeah, fun show. Yeah, fun show. It's a parody of a, a book series written by a turf. Yes. Um, um. Oh, that's a cute little comedy yeah. show. Yeah. No, I uh, I went into that not you, really expecting. You would think it'd be terrible. You'd think it'd be terrible based on like what it is, and also like for like if you're not like I I I had read all these books, but like wasn't like a super familiar. Right. Like, but even not. No, no the, I think the, like even if you had no knowledge, there were some deep cut jokes, but it was very but general as well. It, yeah. And the comedy didn't really rely on you yeah, knowing; exactly. it was very character based. Yeah, it was very fun. I think there is a DVD or something like that. Yeah, it's it, right? like Broadway. Yeah, they. I it. I recommend. It's a fun time. Yeah, I saw that show a few times because I brought oh, yeah, I brought did. people that this is I your first, like though, right? Yes, I think yeah. I saw it with you first. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's it's very cute. This one, oh, you know what? This was not the first time I saw it. This was the last time I saw it. Oh. Because it was at New World Stage. It was Natalie, your friend Natalie. What's her last name? Oh, Walker, yes. Yeah. Okay, so then, so then I did see it twice because I saw it where it was before. I meant yeah. to mention her before because when we were talking about the play that goes wrong, a couple of the guys from that hosted a show that you produced. You did. At uh, Feinstein slash 54 Below. Now just 54 Below. Now just 54 Below. But it was a Muppet. Yes. It was like Broadway Sings the Muppets. Yeah. Right? Was that what it was called? Sings 54 Sings the Muppets. And a different Broadway actor. 54 Celebrate the Muppets, actually, is what I chose uh, to call it. Not realizing after that they usually use Celebrate for the shows that are people who die. Well. But, yeah. R.I.P. Curve. I don't know. <laughs> um... But it was like a very fun show where different Broadway performers yeah. and stuff like that sang different iconic songs from Muppets, Sesame Street, Fred Ruck, stuff like that. And those two guys hosted it. Mm -hmm. um, two of the guys from The Play That Goes Wrong. David... Yeah. Uh, Dave Hearn and Dave Hearn. Chris. And Chris. Wait, no, no, no. Oh, my God. Come back to me. Okay. I, I mean, they're, they're both very yeah, funny yeah. and very charming, but they hosted it. And... I remember they did a little bit because she was in like cabaret or something like that at the time off Broadway, right? Or like had recently been. And oh, what a great. Well, no, I know she was in it or about to be in it because yeah. she can't. She sang, um, oh, from Muppets Take Manhattan, uh, the song that the baby Muppets sang, "Gonna Be a Movie Star," yeah, um, "Always Love You" or something like that. And I'm gonna always yeah yeah always love you. Uh, which is a very fun song. She did a great yeah, performance. Great performance. So you can watch this on YouTube. Uh, I'm in the video at one point. Um, but the way they introduced her was about how she was in it at the secret theater. Yes. And like, oh, yes. And they're like, oh, it's secret. You don't know how to get it. And then they're like, you know what? This theater is not a secret. The Lyceum. The Lyceum, which they were in. <laughs> but then they were at the end of the show, they were like, Natalie Walker. And they were like, 
get your tickets before the big rush. And just for some reason, I that too. sticks in my head the way that he said before the big rush. Yes, gets stuck in my head. Like, and yes. I think that's I mean, probably I mean, also I mean, in the YouTube video. Yes, and it's in that was the it's in a few because they're, they're kind of but they're recurring that. Okay, but no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it was. I they yes, were no, great. I, left As, I saw a couple of your Muppet shows. Yeah, like I that. Did a few. They only hosted one of them, but I think that's the they're the only one that like I left. They're hosting in a lot of videos because it. Was it was so, so funny. funny. There's two videos that are just, just them. Mostly, and one of them is one of my most popular YouTube wow. videos. Wow, they, yeah. they're great. Um, oh, this is Shall We Dance, by the way. Oh, this yeah, she's big... twirling and dancing. Yeah, a lot of She things. also looks like she's dressing in more colorful outfits as the movie goes on and looks happier and more youth. Like, this is... Got more Yule time. To... Got more Yule time. Oh, they're about... Oh, Hachimachi, they're going to dance. Yeah, so this must be the bit, yeah. This is... This is... They are... In love now, yes? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Does she stay at the, I guess she must stay at the end because the sequel is Adam King, and, or is it just another adaptation of the sitcom? The only way to know is for you guys to give us $40. I mean, I will be able to tell in 10 minutes, I'm sure. Um, but... Oh yeah, we're we're coming close to the end. Whoa, do we rapid fire through these? Or we well, we could keep talking without the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be a long episode. Continue in a future episode. Maybe on the Christmas special. Um, I don't know if we want to. Well, <laughs> yeah, you've mentioned it twice. So. <laughs> Guys, there's gonna be a Christmas special. Yeah. It, I mean, this episode might come out after the Christmas special, but probably not. But yeah. we'll we'll see how quickly I can get it ready. But yes, we're gonna have a Christmas special on Christmas. It's going to be great. We're not going to... We're not... Well, you'll see. Yeah. Drake has some grand ideas for it, I believe. I have some... I don't have grand ideas for it, actually. Oh. I mean, I've got a present for you. Okay. Do you have a present for me, Phil? Not for the episode. Ah. Phil is coming to my home on Christmas Day. Okay. The King End... The. Hmm. The There's... king. Oh, go ahead. Becomes a goose. And has to learn how to fly in a V formation. Great. Um, look at this. Everyone should listen to the song "Here Come the Geese." Do a not. Song. Do not. <laughs> Phil, the next show is Gob Squad: War and Peace. Now, I'll say this: I'm not a huge fan. I I can appreciate parts. Of Natasha Pierre and the Great Comedy of Angel, but I'm not a huge fan of it. Next to Gob Squad, War and Peace, it it looks like the best show that's ever been done. Yeah, that was disappointing. Just, like, I can't even remember much. I do remember that you stranded me next to someone I didn't quite like that much, and you and the rest of our friends sat in the row behind us. Interesting. Yeah. And it was very loud. Yeah, it was, cause it was, it was, I believe it was built as like a salon style, like... And there were people just talked during the show. Yeah, and they like, had an audience, yeah. An, there was uh, a lot of audience oh. participation. Um, you were shirtless and about to whip people. Yeah. Oh, but has she softened his heart? Maybe. I also um, want to say a lot of these people have swords, but none of them have had a sword fight. Yeah, I I think, I don't think there's any sword fight. She's wearing his ring. Oh. I noticed very early on, I didn't mention, but Yule was wearing a green ring. 
and Anna's now wearing it. Oh, yeah, this is yours, Matt. Did the they not invent shoes finding... in this kingdom? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Even outside, many of the characters are not wearing yeah. shoes. Which, like, this, there are a lot of cultures where you take your shoes off inside. This set actually looks remarkably similar to the um, Broadway set. Not a big pillar and big grand floor. The King End. W. Okay. Oh, oh, you seem like you had a... I don't have one for this. All right. All right, you know the supermarket were... I was going to say the Hotel W. There you go. He just goes to stay. Yeah. Okay. Now, we hinted at this one before. This is the show with the single best performance I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. We saw this show at the Armory on April 6, 2018. It's Yurma, starring Billy Piper. Yeah. This is another woman can't get pregnant shows. There's a weird, weirdly a lot of those. But this one does murder. (laughs) Yeah. You like the murder part? I like the murder part. (laughs) Uh, Reference to a thing most people won't won't be able to hear. Yeah. The number one radio show in the nation. That's right. Um, Yerma, I don't remember a lot of the plot, but what what sticks with me is Billy Piper's performance, which she ran herself ragged in that show she like fell to the floor a lot she broke i mean i'm not sure i'm sure it wasn't real glass but she like steps on glass she she cries and screams like she had snot coming out of her nose by the end of it and like the fact that she did that eight times a week yeah i genuinely don't know and it was in that so that was at the armory and if i remember correctly there were like two sides of seating that's right they were basically in a glass box yes so it was um yeah the entire theater May have been an S. Devlin set, actually. Um, I did look, she did Broadway, um, uh, the Lehman Trilogy. I didn't and, see it. Yeah, and um, I already forgot the other. But, yeah, it's a cool set. Yeah, Yerma, very good. There was an actor in that from Is there a recording TV of show. that? Oh, yes, you saw, and we met the actor afterwards, and he was very happy to meet Yeah, you. If, um, I forget his name, Chewing but gum. if you're familiar with Chewing Gum, he plays... Um, Christian and that and it was very a very I've seen actor two actors on that show and thing both times had not having any idea they were in it mm. going into it yeah. Uh, yeah yeah humor very good very Love good the armory yeah uh you see you saw Hamlet there this past year right? yeah good production of Hamlet yeah but we didn't see it together so we won't be discussing it yeah yeah Oh, American Psycho was the other uh, big S. Devlin. Uh, I won the lottery for that, but it was raining, so I didn't go. Uh, you missed out. Uh, I'm so I'm told. Rachel, if you're listening, <laughs> your password is American Psycho. Yeah. Call it. It's very possible Rachel might just say that at some point. Well, she's got to call in. Got to call in 518 962 Right. Oh, boy. The can? S. Devlin did do Yuma. Okay. Great. So that's our definition. There we go. Um, what did you say? The King and? Oh. <laughs> X? The King and X. King gets into drugs again? Uh, or the King gets it given to him. What? Uh, X gonna give it to you? <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it could also be about like the king and Anna after they break up. It's the king and his ex. King and ex, yeah. Yeah. Or about it's like his, his girl Friday, but with the king and Anna. Yeah. You haven't seen his girl Friday. No. But I think, Did you see the front page? Yes, yeah, I was going to say, that's Faith and Them. You yeah. saw a worst version. I mean, it's from oh, earlier, but... It's a good show. But wouldn't it be great if two of those people were exes that had romantic tension? Sure. Imagine if John Goodman and uh, Roger Sterling from Mad Men wanted to kiss. John Goodman in that? Wasn't he? Nathan Lane? I don't think John Goodman was in that. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've seen him on Broadway. All right, he should have been. We have. Is that show we saw together? Yes, it is. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's next? Ding dong! It's the ocean. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh. Great show. Great show. I. That's another thing. It was about like a house party. Yeah. Also a climate change parable, and um. Yeah. Space uh, here or no Jack with the Jack performance in uh, Brooklyn. Yep, the Jack. That does not exist anymore, but I believe they've moved somewhere else. Um, it, written by Eliza Bent with the wife of Dave Malloy, writer oh, of. Uh, maybe Rick she's Hellman, a better writer than he is. Um, yeah, I saw another show by her. After that, it's like a workshop and about a, being on a Bonnie's last flight. It was called. It was like on a plane. It was very fun. I I really like this show. It was very much like a hangout show, just like a play about regular people talking to each other for the most part. Yes. I and I think this might be wrong, but I think it was directed by Annie Tip, who also did Ghost Quartet. Hmm. Um So maybe I'm an Annie Tip fan. Yeah, well, she directed that Dave Miller show in Boston. In January. Fool me once. We'll get to that. All right. On May 24th... Oh, that was May 23rd. The next day, May 24th, we saw Harry Potter and the Cursed Child Part 1. Wow. That is another thing that, like, those two shows feel so different time-wise to me. Yep. But, yeah. Day later. Uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child Part 1 has... Look. Who gives a shit about Harry Potter anymore, right? But... Harry Potter and the Cursed Child Part 1 has a thing in it that breaks the continuity of all of Harry Potter so egregiously that to have it in it truly makes the rest of the series, and it's canon, they all made it very clear, this is the 8th Harry Potter story, it truly makes the rest of the story not make sense. You know what I'm talking about, of course. I'm talking about the Trolley Witch. Trolley Witch. So in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, if you're unfamiliar, there is a trolley witch. She's in the other one. She goes, anything off the trolley, dears? Sells them candy and whatnot. And in Cursed Child, two kids try to jump off the train, and she goes, nobody's allowed off the train until we get to Hogwarts. I'm the guardian of this train. I've guarded this train since its first trip, you know, for thousands of years I guarded this train. And she grows claws on her oh, fingers. Sorry. I'm just going to say this. That's right. They don't end up together. The king is dying? <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I completely forgot that. What's the sitcom about? She finds a new king. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lewis well. Lewis becomes king. Uh, the king is... I haven't really even been looking at the screen that yeah, much. Yeah, I... Wow, I can't believe I forgot that. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert if you're not watching. More like the king in lie, because he's lying in, in bed. Yeah. Anyway, the trolley witch grows claws that... 
in the script, it's like, whoa, she's got swords for hands. And in, it doesn't in look the show, like she grows claws. It her looks nails like her get slightly get longer. Long. Yeah. It looks terrible. Uh, and and you great. learn that even even though mostly what she does is sell candy, she also, on every trip of the Hogwarts Express, guards the train to make sure nobody gets on or off that's not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And she's worked this job ever since the founding of Hogwarts. Now, here's what why this breaks the continuity. That means this woman's functionally immortal because she's hundreds, if not thousands, of years old. The main conflict of Harry Potter is that Voldemort wants to be immortal, so he does a bunch of murders and shit, creates a whole fascist army just for that. Now, so you can make these horcruxes and live forever with your soul shattered by, by doing murders, or... You could work a solid three days a year on the Hogwarts Express. <laughs> the day it goes... Four days, yeah. sorry. The day it goes to Hogwarts, Christmas back to London. Back from Christmas break, back to London at the end of the semester. She works four days a year. She's off every other day. Immortal. That's a that's a work perk. You know how some people get work phones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has work immortality. Now, does... Do we know, though, that she didn't like get horcruxes and stuff to get this i suppose we don't but they're like considering bad things you can't show up and be like oh yeah don't worry i can guard your train for her because i committed a bunch of murders but maybe that was like hundreds of years ago in her past and she Uh, applied to the job and didn't put it as a reference maybe listen the king and why are we doing this this podcast yeah harry potter the cursed child part two in this one, you were in the Voldemort fucked. I don't believe it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, Harry Potter, both of the, well, now it's one part. Yes. I which is probably seen, better. Yes, I've heard it's good, because it's like. Do they just cut all the dark parallel the, world stuff? No, I, it's like this full, st- I mean, there was a lot in that show that could be trimmed, and also, like. I hope they kept the stairs thing. Well, yeah, they kept the stare thing. Apparently, it even feels more like a love story between Alice and Scorpius. They in love. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to see it, but I'm not giving the money. There are three um, good scenes in that show. Yeah. The first one is when Harry Potter tells his son, I wish... For, there, he's having a, an argument with his, like, 12-year-old kid, and his, his kid hates that his dad is famous. He goes, Ugh, I wish you weren't my dad. And Harry Potter turns to his 12-year-old son and goes, Yes, well, I wish you weren't my son. And it's great. That's Harry Potter. And he's a little bitch. And then later on, he talks to, like, Dumbledore's painting. He's like, dude, you suck. You raised me to be a child soldier. That's messed up. And Dumbledore goes, eh. And then there's a stair scene where two boys look longingly at each other on the stairs. Yeah. Also, a very Um, cool time travel effect where it feels like there is a physical ripple in the room. I don't know how they did that. But it's, it's very cool. It, 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 yeah, it's very cool. The only good magic, I would say. And also, no. people loved this show. People loved this show. I got into so many arguments about this show after after we saw it. I had a very good time in this show. I think the show is better if you do not care about Harry Potter. I'm sure. It's got a bad script, first of all. Yeah, like, don't... It's... Go for the spectacle of it. And that's why I bet like, it's better now, because, like, I think they kept all the magic stuff. Just condensed it. But... One of my favorite effects is the phone booth, when they like go into the phone booth. Yes. And, thing. and then I, and I saw this show again, uh-huh. was, um, like months later. Um, I saw two parts in one day. I did a two parts in one day in that part. And I came, I had brought a friend who um, had never seen it. And 
I didn't spoil anything. I was just like, oh, I'm so excited for you to see my favorite effect. And so what, what it is, like, in the show, there's... I just want to point out that the king has green jingle bells on now. Yeah, green means death. Yay! Bye, it's, Papa! Yeah, um, yeah his kids <laughs> How could you do this to me? Um, I, I'm forgetting the, like, Harry Potter name for it. Basically, there's a phone booth. The characters walk in, they're like... Uh, they hold up a cloak and then the cloak swoops in and they're gone because they move, so gone yeah it's a cool like teleport effect yeah it's very cool so the second I saw it character goes up standing there and then just walks off the side of the stage and I'm like wasn't that where the phone where the effect was that's weird there was like some sort of technical and there was issue. and then yeah there was a technical error apparently and so it did not happen at all in the show. It happened a few times normally, and every other time they, I, I will say, very smoothly, like skipped over it. Like if you didn't know to look for it, you would that never. That must known. have been that first time the actor didn't know it wasn't going to work. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, off, yeah. And then the rest they're like, all right. That's just... exactly what happened. Like I asked, the and they're like, oh, it must just have not worked. Yeah, and I was so mad. <laughs> Sat through six hours and not. And that. that's the worst thing Harry Potter or anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ever yeah for sure. No, fuck Jake, you're wrong. Um, the King and Z. Yeah. Or the King and Zed. Yeah. Uh. Well, do you know, um, from Nickelodeon, Moose and Z? Sure. I don't. Oh, he's a little, a little moose named Moose and a little bird friend named Z, and they sing Noggin, is what they're from. They sing little songs about the, the seasons and stuff to kids. Great. Moose is out. Yep. It's or Moose king. becomes king. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. This kid. Of one of his kids. I don't know his heir. Uh, the next show is... We're on, by the way, 27 out of 77. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, uh, this is so, a recurring segment, maybe. Or this show, this episode's gonna run. I don't think so. No, all right. <laughs> um, Othello. This oh. was This was in the park as well. Wow, yeah. This was good, I think. Yes? I, I did miss... Misconstrued with another show that I don't know it is on this Was list. Was I very tired at this one? Maybe. I think we we're very hungry. Um, Corey Stoll was in it as Iago, and he was yes. very good. I'm sick in the park mainstay. That's true. Yeah. I did not see him play Donald Trump slash Julius Caesar. He didn't play that. Oh, role. I thought he was in that role. He, uh, he, I think he was in it, but he wasn't that. Oh, uh, he like. Uh, that, it was like. Oh, I forget the. Brutus or something? Okay. Yeah, he might have been Brutus. Anyway, I don't remember much about that show, but I remember he was great. Uh, You want to start blowing through as many of these as we can? I mean, we might as well. Head Over Heels, a bad show. show. Great show. Great show. Has one good number. This show has the glee effect, where they pat themselves in the back for having representation well, and they make fun of the people they're representing it, it, and go it's okay to make jokes about fat or gay people because we've got actors who are those that is true there is a bit of that with some script editing though great show I mean the music's I saw that good. show four times fight the go-go's um yeah that uh, someone I know is in some production of that now shout out to you Great. Uh, at the Dole Court again, Twelfth Night. This is the Shane Taub Incredible. Adaptation. Very good. Maybe is this my... the one with Malvolio? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, might be my favorite thing I've seen there. Uh, it was really good. Yeah. Um, and did they do another run? They, did they do a full run of that? 
They did. They did. Is um, this, oh, this must be that, right? 2018? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they did a public works version a couple years before. Oh, but we didn't see that together. We didn't see that together. My friend Irene was in that exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So sorry. That's the best. That's that the was the best one. Yeah. yeah. The original production. Um. But this was a great. But this was. It's a rom com. It's mm. got music. It's got some Cyrano mistaken. It had a pre show thing you could walk on the stage. Right. Is that this and one? I still. Yeah. Yes, Phil yes. and James. Yeah. You. You yes, got a painting. We went to the dress rehearsal. Right. Dress. And yes, I got a portrait of me drawn by a child, which I still have. Yeah. Uh, like a right, you great. can you can listen to the album of this. Yeah. Uh, was it from for PBS? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. But there's an album. Yeah, there's listen. an album, and you can also license the show now. Yeah. Uh, August twenty fifth, twenty eighteen. Now I don't know if I'm allowed to discuss the show because you worked on it. I this mean, is also you've very... already. <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, you worked more directly on this one. This is a show where, again, we were we went together, but we sat separately. I sat with Cassie. Oh, oh yeah, we can talk about okay, this Okay, this show. is Be More Chill. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, no? Can we not talk about what show did you think this was? The Parisian Woman. Oh, no. Oh, by the way, uh, The King and I is over. The King and I is over. So we're going to... Here's what we're going to do. We, this is show 30. Well, I think first what you should do is cancel your screen picks account. Yeah, I am going <laughs> to do that. Um... I, I'll have to go into the settings for that. Okay. I'll do that in a moment. Um, but Be More Chill is a show set in New Jersey about a bunch of teenagers. It seems like it should have been written in the 90s because it's very much... It seems like it should at least be set in the 90s because all the teenagers are obsessed with things from Japan, which was true when we were kids in the 90s. Kids now don't give a shit or it's just mainstream and it doesn't matter. Um... It's got one good song, uh, like one really good. It has a, f- a few good songs, but it's got one really good song called I "Mike mean, in the yeah. Bathroom," which is better out of context. Where <laughs> I thought it was about a boy who is in love with someone who left him at a party. Turns out they're just in some friends. ways it is. Um, also, Mountain Dew Code Red has a weirdly large role in the plot of the yeah, show. It does. And there's also uh, one character who is a bully at the beginning. And, like, picks on a kid for being gay. And then towards the end of the show, this is representation, uh, apparently. Um, they meet this kid again in the hospital, and he's, like, making jokes. And he goes, I'm totally bi now! And that's supposed to be bisexual representation. And kids on Tumblr ate that shit up. But guess what? Actually just having a character uh, about two minutes from the end of the show go, Oh, I'm bisexual? That's actually not representation. That's just as much representation as J.K. Rowling did when she said Dumbledore was gay. I guess it's slightly more because she said it after the fact. Yeah. They at least said, oh, he's he's by in the show. It doesn't matter to the story. It doesn't matter to the character. This show is not as progressive or as fun as, as they want you to think. Philip designed the logo. He's the boy in the red shirt. Yeah. I. You want original, to defend the this show? The original New Jersey production, incredible. That's what I'll say. I've heard the same. Yeah. From other people besides you. Yeah. Tumblr. And I should I should also stipulate that the one we're talking about is not the Broadway production. It's the off-Broadway production from the year before it was on Broadway. Right. I didn't go to the Broadway production because I did not like the show. Yeah. It was essentially the same. I did hang out with you and Cassidy and the writer of the show in his apartment yeah. while you went over... Uh, the weekend of making the logo, right? That's right. Yeah. So yeah, the logo is a, a, a figure in a red shirt yeah, with, a t- logo. with a TV on his head. Just or, 
color stripes. Oh, okay. So it, it the the idea like it is an adaptation of the original New Jersey logo. Right. Um. Yeah. Which then they changed for Broadway to oh my god a bad thing, but they did do my title treatment. Then when we went to London, they went back to my Yours? thing with some tweaks in a way that looks really good. Did you get a, a cut of that? Sure didn't. Mm. But hey, I got a free sweater that I don't know if I still oh, own. Yeah. Uh, oh, where's mine? Uh, yeah, I, I do not care for that show. Well, no. Let me see if the How, next one is Parisian good. Women. Didn't we see that at the same time? That must have been before that. Um, I don't think I had you listed for that because you, you sat in the orchestra and I sat. Yeah, talk about a bad Yeah, show. that doesn't, I don't think that's on this list. That was a bad show. I learned from that show that, uh, what what's? Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman does not know how to kiss. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's not on the list. So yeah, so seventy eight, seventy nine shows. Anyway, well, that was the thirtieth. Um, oh, and actually, yeah, okay. So I guess we'll leave off there, and we could do the the rest another on another show. Sure. So that was the King and I. Final thoughts. Looked. Uh, looked racist. Looked racist, yeah, but uh, looked like a. The more racist version of uh, the show I know of. I, I, now, I want to be clear. The show, the the most recent production of it on Broadway, I had never seen any version of it before that. and kind of went into it thinking, like, eh, it'll be fine. And I, I'm realizing shows I love four times is kind of a... Because I saw that show four times. The King and I? The King and I, yeah. Oh, wow. Which I was not... Did you four. love this show? Yeah, it was... Oh. Incredible. This was incredible. like 2017, 2016. Yeah, around then. It was incredible production. Um, beautiful. It was in Lincoln Center. Like, uh, still the most beautiful thing I've seen there, I think. And um, it was great. And so, yeah, her and then saw with Marin Maisie, um, who, uh, yeah, she passed away a few years ago. She was so good. Uh, and then, yeah, and I saw the, I was there for the last performance, which then ended up being like her last performance in general and it was uh oh so good and was yule in it no it was oh what's his name where's yule buried california we looked into this we did he died in new york city he died on 59th street nice um i don't think he's buried here though right sorry i'm so trying to remember the king's name uh, I don't know. It's some guy who like people know from TV. You know that guy that people know from TV? He was very good. That's that guy. It was Kevin James. <laughs> he played the king of queens yeah. on TV, and then they said, it's time for you the to don, king, don the crown once the more. The king of queens and I. Yeah, that's right. Oh, man. How did we not do that while the king and Q was that taken? It wasn't the... Uh, yeah. Um, game. All right, next month, we've got, I believe... I, I have to check... But I think next month we have a two-part episode. Oh? The Ten Commandments is our next movie. It's nearly four hours oh my long. Oh, God. And I believe it's on two Blu-ray discs. Ken Watanabe. Oh, guy. he's great. He was great, yeah. Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would say he's more a movie guy. Oh, yeah, and Ruthie and Ma. Oh, what a good cast. 
Uh, we got, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I knew him from anything else, but, um, yeah, Conor McGregor. What a great cast. Anyway. Folks. That production had been, was filmed. Oh. Um, is it on Broadway World? On Broadway HD? It's on Broadway HD something. something. Yeah, I, well, technically it's the London production, but it's the same. Same cast. Production, same cast, mostly. Hmm. Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. Alright folks, this was Here's Looking at Yule Kid Episode 2. Next month we'll be back with The Ten Commandments. But hey, what's that sound? It's Santa on his sleigh. Next week on Christmas Day you can listen to Here's Looking at Yule Kid, the Christmas special. Great. Now this episode has to be released before it. Yep. (laughs) Alright, and I'll sing the outro. Yep, sing our outro song. We did it. We did it. We looked at you. That's it. That's I, it. I really thought you were going to start with, well, it's been a long day. Something. I thought day would be in there for sure. Well, it's been a long day watching you. Now we're going away. It's time what to hit the hay. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. What yeah. a tool. I, everyone go to sleep. I was running with you. We're done. This is done. Thanks for listening.